it sort of it was speedy. Okay. Some speeches, quick ceremony, bang, back in the bar. We clock in for an all-new week of TCA. My name is Matt Robinson, coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. Give us a follow on the ever-expanding list of social media feeds at Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod wherever you're hearing us right now. Across the table once more, a veiny champion, Rob Christie, sitting here. What's happening, man? <laughs> a big veiny champion. Don't Sorry, me. I don't want to shortchange you there. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 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 some new intro music. Yeah. It's time to clock in, man. And I like a little horn section. Yep. I'm not going to lie to you. Mighty, boss tone. Yeah. And, I, and to me, the stuff of theirs I like, I really like. Yeah. The stuff I don't like. Oh, I hate it. I don't care for. <laughs> so. It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. I don't know what that means. Okay. It means it's been a couple of weeks since you've been in the, uh, in the studio. Yeah. Rotating cast of characters in your seat over the last couple it's, of weeks as true. I as I vanished to the lake and uh locked the studio behind me as I disappeared. I got fucking I got some He's I got, got some axe to grind. Oh grinds. Grimes? Grimes. I got an axe. I certainly have a singular axe got an to axe grind. Wound. Yep. <laughs> the rear axe wound. <laughs> um Oh no. It's summertime. I don't know if you've known this, Matt. Yeah. Maybe up at the lake, you've you've felt the sun on your face or your moony behind. <laughs> My a- rear axe wound. <laughs> or <laughs> whatever you're exposing to the uh, to the elements. Yeah. Um, Boys of Summer, Don Henley. Ataris. Yeah. A, a very good version by the Ataris. Yep. I, I think I still lean towards the original. That's fair. It's summertime and it gets played. What about that other one? I had that like downtuned one at one point. I don't even remember if it was the Downtown Boys or something. Downtown Boys did uh, Dancing in the Dark. Yeah, so it probably wasn't them. Maybe it was though. Anyway. But it, it, I like the song, yeah. but it, it seems like in summertime. And actually on the way over here, I hear the Atari's version Good of it. Good call, yeah. Um, playing on the radio and, and I hear this song and I think, I think of the lyric, after the boys of summer are gone, my love for you will still be strong. And I'm like, buddy, she fucking ditched you. Yeah, get in there, man. For the boys of summer. Yeah. Uh, Either make a stand a little earlier. Yeah. Well, I'll be here. When you're the man of spring. Yeah, or, or fall. I don't want to be the man of fall. No, that's what I'm saying. Get and I hate there. that. Yeah, I, the, the idea that, no, uh, to me, I get the impression he was the man of spring, punted to the curb for the summer <laughs> For the boys, boys of summer, yeah. And then you're like, after the boys of summer, my love for you. I'm like, nobody, no. have some self-respect. I hear this all the time and I think, what are you doing? You are making bad choices, Don Hanley. What was the uh, the flag on the Cadillac in the uh, Don Henley version? It's uh it's a Grateful Dead sticker. Okay. In it, uh, in it's the a Atari's black flag version. one. Oh, okay. I thought the Atari's was the black flag. It is it is. Yeah, okay. But it's it's a Grateful Dead okay. bumper sticker, I believe. Black it's a Grateful flag Dead sticker on a Cadillac. Yes. You're yeah. right. You're right. And so, yes, it turned to black flag, I believe. Uh, what are we drinking today, man? What'd you bring to the table? I'm sure you're, you're uh, 
you know, your show beers have been backing up on you there and the. Not uh, enough to bring in for you. No. (laughs) Nothing for you. (laughs) That's all right. That is my usual go-to, but, uh, man, I've had, I've had wave after wave after wave of people living in my basement. Oh, you hate that. Drinking, like four different sets of people have come through and ate my food, drank my beer. Yeah. So, yeah, I have so to. So this is a Bud Light. I, I, a Bud the Light only line. thing left. Come on, man, fridge. be honest. Yeah, I have to actually move stuff, put it in a paper bag, <laughs> chuck it in the laundry room <laughs> under the under the wash basin. Yeah, so. sometimes you got to hide your stuff, man. This is I not know up you for know sharing. That. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good one, man. I don't know, man. Hell of a crack. Yeah, there was a there was a little delay. This is a red ale from New Ontario Brewing. Oh, so that's North Bay, I think. Correct. Yes. So I I am not familiar with them at all. Comes in at 5.2%. So um, right there at the end of the four lane Highway 11, thank you, Mike Harris, <laughs> for taking care of the good people of North Bay. Yeah, and nothing else. <laughs> and uh, making sure that at, at that point there were no uh, photo radars on it as well. <laughs> this is also important, courtesy of your... 90s conservative government, mm-hmm. early 2000s. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, New Ontario Brewing. I've I've yet to have anything from them. So this is their, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the Red Ale. So I'm going to have a poll on this and see. I know you love a red, but. I do. And they, I, I don't think I've had that one, but I've had a few different things from New Ontario and I don't remember them ever letting me down. I think they've always come through pretty strong. Uh, do you want this now? Do I want that? Yeah, I've already taken a pull on it. Yeah, and, no. And I, now I'm off. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now I'm offering. So it. you're not loving that. Uh, I have one here from uh, actually got to meet the brewer this week. Uh, it was pretty cool. I placed an order to Whippersnapper right here in Nepean, and uh, I was digging through some stuff. Man, we got the 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 storage locker down in the basement. I was going through some stuff. Found one of their uh, one of their kegs sitting here that I've had for I don't know since at least. The early days of the pandemic, I have it in my head since what? October 2020. Uh, I had had one of their beers in here in a keg, and then I guess just forgot to return it, kept putting it off, and then it got, you know, tucked away and sort of forgot oh, all empty. about it. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's empty. I'm like, how much beer does a guy possibly have? That <laughs> he is, forgot he had in a his keg. Condo, there's a keg down there. Oh, look at this, man. In behind the hockey equipment. Yeah. Just a hanging, keg. Just hanging out with a straw. Yeah. Uh, no, it was empty. Oh, okay. uh, we, we blew through it. All right. So uh, placed an order from whippersnapper, which I was planning to do anyway, because I hadn't in a while. And they had some interesting stuff on their website, which we're going to blow through here in the next couple episodes. Uh, but sent a little note along with it saying, it's it cool if your delivery person takes back the keg, right? Like as uh, some of these people farm it out. Some of them are yeah. their own breweries, however that's going to work. And uh, got a message back from Ian, the brewer over at whippersnapper saying, how about I just bring your beer and, uh, I'll pick up your keg. Like the show, like to see the studio, you know, we can have a little chat. Get out of here. Yeah. So, uh, he was in here on Friday, I guess, and, uh, brought some beer, dropped off one or two extra little things, which we'll get to here in a while as well. And, uh, took the keg, but yeah, hung out in the, uh, in the studio for a few minutes and, and we may chat with him similar to what we've done with, uh, with Andy in the past, just about the brewery, the history of nice. what they've done. So, uh, shout out to, uh, to Ian from Whippersnapper. Appreciate the, uh, the support and, and, and the visit. And this is. And the listen. Of course, man. This is the Pineapple Bomb Pina Colada IPA. 
That's a lot of stuff There's going on there. There's a lot man. happening there, man. I'm expecting because I haven't yet found the IPA that can power through that coconut, right? When they call it a pina colada, you expect a little coconut. If you like pina coladas, that kind of thing? Yeah. All right. And I, I, it, it rarely comes through, the coconut part, right? It, it's hard unless you're willing to go primarily coconut. And so I'm interested to see what this one's going to look like. Uh, pineapple bomb pina colada leads me to believe they're coming forward with the pineapple part. Heavy, but we'll see what that's going to look heavy like. Heavy on the pineapple, yeah. and we'll certainly see, right? And for those of you who don't know, Matt's actually, when he used the phone, it was, if you like penis salada. But I think that's changed somewhere in the... <laughs> I don't even know what that means with his phone. My ringtone? Yeah, it would show up. If, if you, you like, like penis salada. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyways. All right. Okay. How is that? <laughs> How's the beer, man? I've been derailed here a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> uh, this is nice, but as suspected, pineapple forward. Um, you get a bit of a smell of the coconut as you crack into yeah. it. Uh, I'm not getting a ton of coconut flavor to it, but I'm not going to hold that against them. It says on the can, pineapple bomb. They're telling you yeah. what's leading here. And so, yeah, I'm enjoying this one. Uh, pretty nice. An IPA. And these guys go through like a ton of different recipes. Like after a couple of weeks, it's flip that out. We're onto something new, flip that out. We're onto something new. Right. And I, I like that. He did say while he was in here, there's a couple that you sort of keep for your regulars, right. That, you know, when people come in, they know they're going to be able to get that from you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, otherwise it's experiment. Keeps it interesting for the brewer. Keeps it interesting for the customer. Uh, so this is the first time I'd seen this one on their website and you know me, man, I'm a, a bit of a it, coconut yeah. guy and, and whatever. So well, and took a run did, at this. They did a fantastic white stout back before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it was. And so, um, yeah, uh, I don't live that far from them. And for some reason, I just don't make it down that way enough. Right. Right. So there's sort of, usually I, I try to get in there a couple of times, but yeah, they do a lot of stuff. That's, that's, that sort of is, is interesting. Yep. I went to see, uh, yesterday I went to see Oppenheimer and so we were there a bit early, had some stuff to do. So we went over to three brewers. Oh yeah. Okay. And so you look at the beer menu and they're like, we have a. I'm hot and cold on that place to be yeah, honest. An amber, a blonde, uh, a white. And I'm like, that's like, where's your stout? Where's your porter? Where's, yep. like, give me something. And, but then it said, we have the innovation line and then the brewers tap. Oh. So when I came over, I'm like, I'm not interested in any of you. Give me a suck on the brewers tap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, now Matt has totally (laughs) grabbed it with both hands and we're rolling. Uh, um, But I'm like, what's the brewers tap? And she's like, well, it's actually today it's a pineapple sour. Oh Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'd been to a wedding the night before. And to be honest with you, I felt a bit wrung out. Sure. And it was hot. It was, it was, it was a nice day. It wasn't oppressive by any means, but it was warm. We were out on the patio. So I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to have a beer before I hit the show with some, you know, oh, deep fried pickles, mm-hmm. woo! I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I said, let me try the, uh, let me try the pineapple sour. And, uh, now I didn't like it, but it was... It was what I had in mind. Came, showed up. It was hazy. It sort of had that nice, but man, I didn't get pineapple 
of any kind. Right. And it actually could have been served a bit colder and it tasted cider-ish. And I know in a sour, you're going to get a bit of that, but yep. I just, I just didn't love it. And so that's the second time I've been there. So I'm trying to pick, what, is there a theater right across from on it. Sparks? No. Or are there a different is, three this brewers? Is three brewers out at Centrum. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so uh, right across from the-, the I didn't uh, know there was the, a three brewers out there, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, there's a landmark right across from it, theater. Yeah. So- um, I've been into the one a couple times at uh, Young and Dundas Square in Toronto. Um, and then there's one on Sparks, I believe, uh, here in Ottawa that I'd been into. I didn't know there was another one uh, yeah. out there. Actually, that was, I think, my first trip out after the uh, the kidney transplant. Had a couple mutual friends of ours, Tyler and Amy, came down to visit me. And then someone offered up, hey, we got fifth row in the Platinum's Raptors tickets. Do you guys want them? And I probably wasn't really ready to be going out yet, right? You're still sort of zippered up, right? Yeah, the, that's, somebody's got to burp the, the, the stitches and Yeah, all that stuff. And so we go down there and our friend Amy's like, well, we should go early so we can go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And I, I'm pretty tired walking yeah. around after. I'm fucking winded right, right now. Like, let's be honest. And so we went there first and then we ended up at this uh, Three Brewers. And it's a bit north, not like super far, but further than I was really interested in walking. Want to walk? Can you put me in a chair? Can we do a, can we do a wheelchair? <laughs> and so we ended up going there and uh, being fairly disappointed with the beers, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, back down to the Raptors game and, you know, like I said, Tyler and Amy sort of, I don't know what you'd call You remember those punching bags that had like sand in the bottom that you'd like punch and they'd yep. pop back up? Yep. That's sort of what this looked like as they sort of rocked me back and forth as we walked down <laughs> yeah. to the ACC. And uh, there, you know, it cost you 16 bucks a pop or whatever, but they had Canadian and that was feeling pretty good as my day of first day of beers after the transplant rolled on. And okay. then back to the loose moose after the Raptors oh, game, the loose man. Moose. <laughs> we should have just went home, but uh, <laughs> why not? But yeah. that's my experience with the three brewers was like, this is my first pub since the surgery. And you're like, oh, right. And, well, and I find it pedestrian. Yeah. It's not that good. It's not that good. And so to me, I was just like, Psh. Yeah. You know what? I've, I've given you a couple of shots at this. Yep. And I've been unimpressed. Well, unimpressed same. Like it. I met I met a, my cousin. She came up uh, to visit several years ago now, and she was staying downtown Ottawa. And she said, you know, why don't we meet up at Three Brewers? I was like, okay. Like, you know where your hotel is. I That's fine, right? She's like, what would you recommend? I know you're a big craft beer guy. I'm like, I recommend we- We go somewhere we else. We leave, right? <laughs> like, no. Post haste. Right. It's fine, but it's not great. No, and and actually, I I wouldn't go back again. Yeah, I was actually looking to go to the Vietnamese restaurant to grab a little. Their menu is a little not the Vietnamese one, obviously, but yeah, three brewers. It's a little pretentious for a brewery. Oh, if see, I, I recall, I had I, the deep fried pickles and I had the uh, sweet and salty deep fried cauliflower. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of and something I f- else. I found it to be yeah. delish. All right, so it's been a few weeks since you've been in here, ma'am. It's been a few weeks. Largely since I've been in here, other than uh, a little earlier this week. If people want to go back and check it out, uh, our buddy AJ Jackiebeck's been in here. Michaela Schreider's been on the podcast. Lee Versage has been in here all since I've been back in town. And spoken to Dean Brown, your voice of the Ottawa Senators. Look for that to come in the next week or two. We'll drop that for you. But it's been a little while since you've been in here, man. What's new with you, man? What's going on? What's on your mind? Yeah, well, and again, my July feels, and I'm not sure it, it it wasn't too long after 
July 1st, it feels like. July 9th was the last time you were in here. Okay, yeah. there you go. And I, as I've said, there's been a, a you know, transient traffic, a pile of people through my house and, and everybody Just wants a parade through his back door. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a parade, no less. Um, and so it's just, everybody wants to have a couple of beers. Everybody wants to have, you know, it's just, it seems like there's been a lot of eating, a lot of drinking. Yeah. So it's been, um, I guess it's been nice that I haven't had the, uh, the obligation on the weekend and I could just drink. <laughs> As opposed to coming here to, uh, to drink. drink. <laughs> yeah, but I know, but it's just you and I, and yeah, it's yeah. just, it's sort it's of, uh, you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a bunch of people who some of them you like and some of them you don't. Ooh, Yeah. Just back from the family cottage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it forces you into larger gatherings with potentially more people you uh, like or don't uh, like. Uh. And yeah. And, and so I feel, and, and culminating in a family wedding, mm. uh, Saturday night just passed. And so those ones with that side of the family, 140 people, they just, <sighs> those people like to drink. Yeah. They like to dance. Like, like it's, to boogie. Yeah. I love the nightlife. <laughs> Um, and that's it, man. And so there was a 15 year old who had sort of never experienced something on this scale before. Right. So she said to me, she's like, can I have a drink there? And I'm like, no, (laughs) you know, the odd, you know, family gathering at home. Sip of wine maybe. Or, or, you know, uh, a white cloth and she like next to never finishes them. Yeah. But I'm like, no, there's going to be a When bar- you've said over the years, over the years, like all the way back to like when, she when she was, was 11 yeah. and firing them under. But yeah. the advent calendar, if there's something crazy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Take a sip. See what you think. When but, she's got a chocolate one and, and Joe had a, cha- a jam one, whatever. And we just all sort of. Yep. You try a little bit of whatever anybody. So she's like, well, can I get a drink? And I'm like, no, <laughs> this is, well, A, it's a, it's a family wedding. There'll be a bartender. It's yes. an open bar, yes, but yes. there'll be a bar. There'll be somebody with their smart serve. Like, right. You don't just sort of, um, anyways, I look over and I'm like, what, what do you got there? It's like a gin and tonic. It's I'm like, yours. I'm like, <laughs> what? Anyways, my sister-in-law, maybe a, you know, coached her and she just wandered up. The bartender gave her one. No way. So we said, hey. It's probably about enough there. Yeah, that's good enough. That's good enough right there. But that's, you know, these are how, these are how these things. See, I know you are all about the gin and tonic. It's a weird starting spot for a 15-year-old. And I'm only, I guess, assuming that it's a starting spot. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what that is? That's like, I attribute that fully to, what does your old man drink? What's, you know, what yeah, is, yeah. what is somebody, you know, drink? Like, sure. If you, if I don't you know how to order there, anything I've seen. Can this. I get a rusty nail? <laughs> right. A Tom Collins or a Manhattan. <laughs> like what, you know, and, and so she's had a sip of my gin and tonic before. Yeah. So I think she knows what she's getting into and it's just, it's just easier. And she was probably at the bar earlier with her mom who had already grabbed one. Right. Yep. So that's one of those things where you're like, Hey, that'll be enough of that. <laughs> Don't be, uh. So we can be real here though. What is the age where you, you, you would start to look the other way? Be like, yeah, whatever. At your age, I was doing the same. Like 15 is obviously. 17. Yeah. 17. Yeah, I see, think. I think that's about right. And I don't. And you got to know your kid, right? Like. Yeah. 
are they going to have seven, like six of them, or are they going to have sort of one and try it and they'll right. be okay, right? Like, right. And you sort of look at it and go, and you just, but yeah, seventeen to me, and you still have to know your time and place, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean you now you start going up and hammering, and you're going to barf behind the bushes. <laughs> Right? As you like, do at a family wedding. You know, this is it. This is it, right? Well, especially when, there's, line. That, when there's that many people, right? Well, by the end of the night, I was good, man. I, I, I sort of paced myself. and I wasn't but, expecting you. And, yeah. <laughs> but, on the, you, you weren't expecting me to no. do Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I there were some people who were <laughs> piling into the backseat of some cars. Doing the wobble. Yeah, going, hey, check you later. Um but yeah, it was a good time, but I felt wrung out. It was just, it was, it was hot. Yeah. And, um. See, I've done the outdoor wedding before and I don't remember if you mentioned that. Like I've been to a few of them that are like, lots of people have the ceremony outside and then yeah. move into whatever. I, I've i been to a, a farm wedding. Yeah. Right. Where it was all outside, receptions outside, the dinner's outside. And yeah, if it's 33 degrees or something, it's, whew, you're dehydrated fast and you're not doing yourself any yep. favors with what you're putting away. It's a bit of a scene sometimes. Now, man, my, now my cousin it. said to me, I, I, we were at a family gathering about two weeks ago. She's like, oh, we have some Guinness. We've ordered some Guinness for you. I'm like, yeah, are you going to have a pint glass? She's like, uh, nope. I'm like, do I have to bring my own pint glass? <laughs> She's like, yeah, asshole. You're probably going to have to bring your own pint glass. If, if that's how it's going to be, then yeah. And so they did not. What did I... Uh... Something pretentious earlier on in the show, the menu from, <laughs> just yeah. drink the Guinness, you prick. Yeah. yeah. But like, you're going to serve it in a, in a highball glass? You're going to serve that in a fluted fucking something or other? That'd give me the, or right in the can. Right out of the can, yeah. man. It's right in the can. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I'm not super interested in that. But it turns out they didn't have it anyways. They oh, had really? Stella, they had Coors Banquet, and they had a Coors Light maybe, I think, mm. were the... So that's explains the gin and tonic. Correct. Now I did have, I bookended the evening with a couple Stella's, something light, something sort of carbonated. I was going to say, often you're pretty hard on the Stella, like as a. Yeah. Well, and, but as I've said to you, when we talked probably the last time or maybe two times ago that, you know, cutting the grass or on a hot day. Yeah. Like the ceremony was mostly under the trees, except for the little shaft of sunlight that I was sitting in. <laughs> right under Rob's chair. It was just blasting me right <laughs> in the face, man. And I was like sweating. And so, uh, yeah, I got up from that and I was like, Phew. now God bless them. These people had already gotten married in France. Yeah. So this was really it's, just- it came the, home for some attention. Yeah. Well, and 140 people. <laughs> um, but it was- Gift piles over there. Yeah. It, it sort of, it was speedy. Okay. Some speeches- Quick ceremony, bang, back to the bar. So God bless them. And and the music was going the whole time. It was a good time. It, it really was. But yeah, trying to pull the 15-year-old off the dance floor at 1 a.m., I'm like, okay, let's go. The dogs are barking and I'm, I'm ready. Apparently to not hers. No blistered feet the next she day. She was bare or, feet. Yeah, she pitched, they she pitched, always she are. She pitched man. the shoes, man. Her feet were like black. I've said, I think it was Shrides on here a couple times ago that it's life threatening at a wedding when Shania's and heels just go flying through the air yeah. and women kick their shoes off and charge yeah. barefoot towards charge. The <laughs> yeah, and it's and and forget you go, a, girl. Yeah, 
let's go girls. That's right. And so it doesn't matter if you think the most dangerous part is kicking off the shoes as the, as they go flying. <laughs> to me, it's you get people like me who never taken a stiletto to the temple. Yeah, who, who, who don't dance often. Yeah. But you get a little lubricated, you get on the dance floor, <laughs> and you have people with bare feet, and yeah. then you have Oof, lead-footed yeah. Uh, yeah. oofs. <laughs> Your yeah. feet can't move, man. It's just sort of a hip well, shuffle. See, That's got to be the, and, 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 to and me, keep keep the hands below the belt. Don't start to see, move them. Hey, hey. They're getting the pie. Yeah, the Carlton going on. Yeah, <laughs> I like to do the lasso. Yeah. Okay. Every once in a while, the one hand goes above the head, right? It's just that. Um, it reminds me, I was talking about it on Saturday night, that, that uh, the Will Smith movie Hitch. Yeah. Where he's trying to coach uh, Kevin Reynolds into- uh, Kevin James. Kevin James. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, white guys always want to get the hands up, but don't keep the hands no, up. hands low. Hands man. low, <laughs> but you're the hand. So, but I do, I got a lot of hip movement. I'm totally good, but my feet do more or less gotta. stay rooted. Yep. yep. Right? I have some good rhythm, but I don't like to move around. Don't Give move around Give yourself that too little much. home plate zone yep. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we just sort of stay in this one tight little zone, yep. right? And you sort of, yeah, shake it a bit. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then off the floor you go, man, but I was sweating like a bastard when you got a hundred people out there just yeah. packed in. So yeah, between visiting, working, um, just. Have we been doing the. The every Friday off this year? Monday, Tuesdays, man. Monday, Tuesdays this Monday, year. Monday, Tuesdays. Okay. And actually this week I'm going to, I'm going to work. Are you going to f- Tuesday, Wednesday that shit on a long weekend? Uh, nope. No. I'm actually working the full week, uh. Tuesday through Friday. But next week I'm taking Thursday, Friday and the following Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wow. So we're going to stretch. So, and then it'll just be probably three day weeks till post Labor Day. Just, you yeah. know what? Just. Nice and easy. Sure, man. I got lots of leave. Yep. There's no shortage of it. They're actually telling people, hey, take it, take it now. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm going to take it when I want to take it. But, uh, you know, two, three day weeks for the rest of the next month or so. And nice, I'm going to go forward from there and then uh, save It's already some. happening, eh? Like the nights are shortening. It's cooling off a little. Like we are well, doing the August thing here. Well, and, and so Saturday night leaving the, leaving the, it reminded me of my youth. Because walking drunkenly on a <laughs> on, on a cement road out in the in the middle of nowhere, yeah. right? um, but uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was a nice warm day, but yep. the evenings are a. It's getting darker earlier, yep. and it cools down nicely right in the evening. And I heard my man. It wasn't even uh, it wasn't even August yet, and I heard my first back to school commercial. Oh yeah. The most yeah. wonderful time of the year. Yeah, so I was sure to tell the 15-year-old, oh, you know what I heard today? I heard the first back to school. It's just like, <laughs> double guns, right? Um, but you're going into grade 10. Like, come on, let's, let's be honest. It's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, you're done with the hardest year. Yeah, you got it all going. Right. So, but it is, uh, and uh, as I said, went to see Oppenheimer last night. Mm-hmm. Coming home, and it was a beautiful Summer night, yeah. August is great sleeping weather, man. Windows down and just, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Still got my screwdriver in my ear. Yeah, these are getting longer, shorter, whatever it may be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, finished it off with Oppenheimer last night, which I thought was, you were expressing an interest in maybe checking it out. Yep. Um, Did you ever see Dunkirk? No. All right. It's a Christopher Nolan. He's the- yeah. I'm familiar I, with the. I yeah. don't. I don't love his 
And that was my one drawback. I loved the topic. I loved a lot about it. I, I don't like the way he, the timelines are always a little disjointed in his movies. That was the one thing that I kept hearing about Dunkirk was it's kind of all over the map. It's shot in like reverse, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. so you're, you're working your way from the beginning of the movie, from the back and forward and the time frames jump back and forth, back and forth. And that was a bit like this, right? It was sort of told in, in a dis, what I felt it was disjointed. Right. Right. For the, for the topic. And so it was, it, it was interesting I won't, there'll, be, there'll be no spoiler here. Yeah. Uh, great movie. You're going to see with a pile of Oscar nominations. Uh, Killian Murphy from uh, Peaky Blinders fame. Yeah, okay. Awesome. I like him a lot. Uh, doesn't doesn't hurt that he's a handsome devil. <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting. The one thing I, I, I was most fascinated, and we've talked about it here before, is what ultimately was was the real sort of breaking point for him was his affiliation with the, with the American Communist Party. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yes. And, and specifically more his wife. He was never an yeah. official member. But these were the people he was running around with and Cor- associating correct. with. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, it's, it's, if I was in his position and it was the 1930s, I would be probably very interested in the communist movement as well. They were very interested in, in some of the uh, social problems that were facing America. Right. They were also heavily involved in fighting fascists in, in Europe, specifically the Spanish Civil War, mm-hmm. right? And so the idea that if you wanted to help stop fascism, right, the Communist Party was the way it was going. And it wasn't the Stalin-era Soviet communist at the time, right? It was just still the very idea of people first and all these sorts of things. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wasn't yet what it would become with Correct. Mao and with. Yeah. Correct. And so when you start looking at that McCarthyism, that, yeah. that sort of early fifties era of us politics where communism had very much changed and in the race for the bomb, yeah. it was the Nazis. And then it very quickly became, all right, we've eclipsed the Nazis and they are going to surrender. <laughs> it's now, it's now the Russians, right? Yes. And so. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing to see how your politics of 20 years before, doesn't matter how much of a great service you've provided your country, it's going to come back to it's bite on the you record. in the ass. Yep. And, and even if you haven't continued, they're going, yeah, 20 years ago you were doing this. Mm, we it, still see that today. Yep. And now people are happily posting it on the internet to be seen 20 years from now, right? This, everything about this, you know, it's, it's generally, uh, generationally different. But not really, right? Like you're everything you've said when you run for office later, or when you become famous for something, like, someone's going to surf through your past and go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! What is this?" Right? And you'll find yourself under the microscope a little bit here. Don't put your, you know, yourself with a gas mask hooked up to a bong. Don't do that. It's not a great idea. No. That's a great idea. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's just not a great idea if you right. figure you're going to, you know. Hopefully, be a first overall NFL pick. No, or maybe the future president. Uh, you mentioned you you live in a house with a fifteen year old girl. Did she have any interest? Did have you been off to see Barbie? She's already seen it. She saw it. You did not have yeah, to make that trip. Okay. No, and, and and that's the beauty of the fifteen year old is enough independence. She can be dropped off. Correct. To the theater. Yeah, correct. Or go with her friends. Yes. And the whole thing about, it's all about Barbie and Ken is just Ken or whatever the thing is. Barbie is everything and Ken is just Ken. Right? Sure. Yeah. It's now this 
it's also now somehow been politicized. Yeah, and you're like, really? Dude, it's Barbie. What did you expect this pink Barbie movie to be? It was obviously going to be a little pro woman, right? Yeah, it which was is a, fine. Of course it is. But that's what you're getting. We're not going to turn this into a Taylor Swift moment, are we? And it's not going to be some kind of. I think we clearly are. It's not more than what it really is. I think there's some people out there that are absolutely insisting that it's more than it is, man. I, 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 you, I, I in my house. <laughs> I know you wouldn't have missed it. My cousin Brandon was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and I asked him, you know, you're, he's a girl dad. I know his, his daughter, my niece is big into, into Barbies. And, uh, he said he hadn't been yet, but he was well aware that that was on the horizon and, and it was coming. And he in a tight pink vinyl dress would be awesome. I don't know. He's got the curves, right? Like, <laughs> but this is it, right? Like, don't break he, for the curves. He's, <laughs> I don't know if you caught it this weekend. Trudeau <laughs> and his son went to see the, or I, I don't know who all was with them, but the two of them posed for a picture in pink in front of the Barbie billboard. And there's nothing about that that doesn't say to me, this guy is trolling the hard right. And if that's what he was doing, couldn't have worked any better, man. The first, every reply or the first 50 replies, the first 5,000 replies are, oh, you, that's how you look comfortable, Justin. Or, oh, finally you open up to your, and you're just like, yeah. does this have to be <laughs> this big of a thing you're going to see? Well, and could you be less, you know, obvious and, and maybe not do that thing? I think this, uh, that's not, why I wonder. Not, not him. Yeah. I mean, the replies. Yeah. Can you not understand you're being reeled in on the hook right now? Yeah. And oh, right in the mouth, right there. See that? Yeah. There's a part of me that assumes that photo was taken for the conservatives to use in the next election and turn a bunch of people off, going, "You're an idiot," right? Like, yeah. Well, it's there, that, and and you and they do take the bait every time. Every time, man. And Who and you got to cares. Th- it's just a. And you also have to think that it doesn't hurt that young people who will be voting in the next federal election that these sorts of things also grab both sides, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, look at that guy. See, he's cool. He's, he's with fine. It. And he the other si- and they'll, both sides will use this, right? The conservatives will take it and look, look at this guy. Look at this queer. Look at this. what, And that's everything that was in the replies. Yeah. And they may not be quite as forward, but they'll be almost that forward about it. And the liberals will then turn around and use this. See, look how intolerant these people are, right? Like, look, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. Well, and, and have you seen, and, and I haven't seen a pile of it. I'm really more interested in, in the concept. If you'd had to go. If I had to go? No, if, if, if her friends didn't want to go and she, you know. Can I get a large. This the, is theater, all it is for popcorn? me, man. If my niece had said to me, I just want someone to go with me. I yeah, it, I get the extra butter flavoring. Like, yeah, I'll see you there. <laughs> like Honestly, I had. This I, doesn't have to make you gay to go see the Barbie movie. No. It doesn't it, have to. It, no. No, it does. <laughs> if you're open-minded If you're enough. going just for Ryan Gosling, <laughs> that's okay. Whatever. Yeah. And again, they don't care. But I think at one point of the 24 theaters in, in, the, in the Landmark Theaters, I think there was 10 devoted to the Barbie movie. Well, they had that same opening weekend and it like shattered a bunch of records, right? Oppenheimer and Barbie. Barbenheimer or whatever Yeah, they, they were, were doing it. a lot of that. I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but the, Two more lots of people doing movies? the double feature, right? Like lots of people seeing both. Like these were both huge hits that were, I don't know. I, Drastically different? Yeah. And I had a, at this point, say former friend posting on his Instagram all kinds of things about how 
gay the Barbie movie was and I would do this and I would do that before I would go see Barbie. Like, you have a daughter. Like, would it be the end of the world if she just said, Dad, can we go see the Barbie movie? Like, it doesn't have to make you less of a man to go see this well, movie yeah, well, when your daughter says she wants to go. Well, and that, like, but how how insecure That's what you? I'm saying. Right? Like, what's, like, what's your deal? Yeah. If you wear a pink shirt, does that make you... Apparently, somewhat default. You're just ambiguous in your mm-hmm. sexual preferences. Yeah. Like, hey, I, buddy. I, I guess, ma'am. How about uh, shirts a shirt? That's really all it is. Yep. I can wear an ugly shirt. I can wear a fat guy shirt. Whatever your deal is, and you're like, oh yeah, got a lot of fat guy shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, love a good fat guy shirt. <laughs> where where are those at? Um, oh, my closet. Yes. I'm telling you. Right now. <laughs> I know exactly where they're at. Are there sleeves on those? No, there are not. There's a few. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like honestly, sometimes it's just what it is. is, It's just what it is. We never used to do this. Dads that took their daughters to the Little Mermaid were not gay. Yeah, I'm confused. (laughs) I'm confused why Barbie makes – I don't get it. I I really like legitimately don't understand. And the whole thing about – well, it's, it's feminist. It's, yeah, it's Barbie. It's probably going to be a lot of girl power message in that. Yeah. It's probably okay. You're going to be all right, Scooter. Like, you it, it, Well, and the idea that, and somebody, we were talking about something on, on the weekend, somebody, and, and it was a woman say, oh, you're a feminist. And I'm like, I'm not a feminist. I'm actually just an equalist. Yeah. And until everything is equal, I guess I'm a feminist, but that's not how I would describe myself. Right. You would just think that everybody would see, and I work in a female-dominated industry, so um, my manager is female. Like it, to me, there's it's it is what it is, right? And and you understand that at the end of the day, yeah, everybody should be paid the same. That's like, crazy talk. Yeah, but and so it's how I've always looked at it. It's it's but it's it's similar to the other things we've talked about in life that. Yeah, you need to be a feminist or people there need to there needs to be feminism mm-hmm. until things are equal. Right. Which they aren't yet. No. Nope. So, but yeah, the whole idea of this Barbie thing, man, a bunch of people need to just I don't want to see it. If I don't have to see it. No, that's it. There's nothing about me that's like, can't wait to go see Barbie. Can't wait. <laughs> but if my niece needs somebody to go with her, all right, what the hell? Yeah, do I well, care? again, again. Or but you know, if you wear Brandon's vinyl pink dress. Oh, it's going to be a little short on me, man. <laughs> I'm going to see some things. <laughs> Come on, man. The mental image is strong. I talk strong. and audio on Instagram, folks. Stick around just in case. Or don't. Matt, unshaved in so many areas. <laughs> Top fro, bottom fro. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome back. Did you miss me? Uh, no. <laughs> I think I get the idea. I understand exactly how this goes. Had a, uh, and to his credit, was not, for those of you wondering, the infamous brother-in-law who was railing against the Barbie movie that I complained about earlier. But uh, spent some time up at the, uh, my nephew, he's a bit of a weenie as I was spending some time up at the cottage. He's, he's kind of afraid of just about everything. And I knew, like his sister loves tubing. Right, like get out behind the book, get whipped around. She's all in for that. And he's just turned five a couple months ago and he, he'll reprimand his grandfather. Slow, grandpa. 
we're going slow when I'm on the tube. And so they're coming over one afternoon, and we're not tubing. We're going to boat into town for for lunch and and just kind of walk around Bob Cajun. And uh, I, of course, tag along because I didn't have all the details, man. We get in there. He's already promised or made my grandpa, made his grandfather promise. We're going to go slow on the boat, grandpa. We're going to go slow on the boat. It's about an eight-minute trip by boat if you're doing just average speed. We're not allowed to get up on plane. We're not allowed to push the engine at all because this kid is not having it. It's like 35 degrees. There is no breeze. And you know, if we just put the throttle down a little, you'd create your own breeze. Yeah, you get a little something there. No, he's not having it. Grandpa, no. Grandpa, no. And I'm sitting there for the entire cruise into Bob Cage and going, I could be sitting back at the cottage right now, pulling down a beer. Yeah. Uh, having my own lunch or whatever. And it's not the cruise in that's bugging me. It's the knowledge that in an hour and a half, we're going to do this again to come back. And he had to be sort of talked into it on the way. We still didn't get up to the speeds we needed, but we got a little more pace coming back that created a bit of a breeze. But I, I don't think I've ever resented a five-year-old more than I did in that moment going, I need some speed here and we need a little breeze. It was cooking us alive sitting on that boat. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Matt. Okay. I never resent the five-year-old. <laughs> you resent the grandfather who's... Nope. ...who's uh, allowing No, no, grandparents are indulgent. Yeah. They are all those things. It's a parental issue, this one here, mm. where the parent has to say, hey, little Susie, Bobby, whatever it is, <laughs> over here, look at this. Grandpa, hit it! Yeah. And then you just sort of... You preoccupy him with something else, and if he gets a little squirrely, then you tell him, hey, simmer down. Yeah. Simmer down. Look at that. What do you see there? What do you see there? Yeah. It, what shiny object? Yeah. It's it's this it's this fragile glass child thing that they're afraid that they're going to- It's- it's I, Not just them. No, I know. In general. So we putt, putt, putt into town. We get there. There's no room along the wall. There's no lo- room along the blue line. There's no room along the city If we drove faster, dock. we would have got we one of those got, Exactly. And so we're sort of floating around and we're waiting to see if anyone else is going to pull away. And it looks like somebody is, but they're yammering away at someone else. And we get off the boat, finally get tied up. We walk to the place we're looking to go. And you know Bob Cajun, man. I do. Ben. Love the Ben. It is uh, the place we went full. No worry. We have to walk back across... You say it like it's a cross town. It's a small town, yeah. but back across the lock, up the other side, it's 35 degrees. I am sweating like a motherfucker. <laughs> Swass, unbelievable. Yeah, and I had that before we docked, thanks to the kid. And Switz. <laughs> Don't forget about the Switz. <laughs> and so uh, the, the by the time we sat down, we're reading off the beer menu and she comes around and I was just like, what? it was something from Flying Monkeys. I don't even remember, but it was calm and it was easy. It was just like, yeah, give me that. She's like, oh, we're sold out of that. Like, okay, then give me Could that. Could I have the agitated IPA? Yeah. Oh, we have that. Uh, no, we're out of that too. I, I, okay, whatever. Something cold, cold right now bubbly. would be great. Just glass. go get it. George is getting angry. It's not a good trip into town, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you as a, you as a, as a man who lives on his own. Yep. No children. Bit of a grump, man. And the unpredictability, Mm -hmm. the instability that come with, with children. There's no part of me that's not aware. Yep. This is a Matt thing. 
Oh yeah, but I'm I'm not suggesting that Matt's wrong. I'm, Matt, I'm, Matt was wrong. No, it, it just certainly comes down to, it is one of those things though, right? Where kids bring a whole element yep. with them, right? You're like, oh, I love them. Ah, let's throw, let's play. With it's these. easy on the dock when we're at our own place. Yeah. We go, you know, and, no, now we're out and about and we are. Well, and let's be honest, when you're at your own place, you're like, Uncle Matt's speaking out. Yep. This happens. Is, this is getting, this is now sort of. I have had my uncle time. Yeah. It's been awesome. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Little uncle time, FaceTime right now. Yeah. Psh, peace. What do you mean it's brother-in-law time? See ya. No, yeah. We're done. <laughs> exactly. Okay, dad's here. Yeah. Do this. Yeah. Go over and pull dad's back hair. <laughs> so. <laughs> or the pinch, other... him, pinch him in that little bit of fat right over his bathing suit. The only other thing I would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would mention from the uh, the trip to the cottage, watched uh, UFC 291 up there. Apparently a bit of a banger, am It I was right? a crate card. And the day before, I had tried to order last summer a UFC card up there, and we didn't know the pin, right? When right. you order a pay-per-view on the actual cable, we, and you try the basic stuff, right? You had zero, to reach zero, into zero. the nether regions, I think, to watch that one, did you not? I may have missed, uh, I can't remember. Bunda may have hooked me up, as he often does, right? But could not get it. Look, trying to find it, trying to find, and the, the, it keeps asking you when you go to order it, what's your pin? And so you try the bit, one, two, three, four, one, 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 yeah, yeah. zero, zero, zero. I mean, tried a bunch of things. None of it would work. So this time I go at it a day or two early. Going to find this. If I have to, I'm going to call this backwoods cable company and get the, uh, the right. pin. And so I don't really know how this system works. It's different than mine. So I've got my mom standing there beside me and she's scrolling through looking for the pay-per-view channels. I'm sort of looking for them and they tell us to go to channel whatever in the 600s and I'm standing beside my mom and her friend who was there to visit that day as we are scrolling through backdoor MILFs 2 <laughs> as they weren't able to resolve the storyline in backdoor Chicks MILFs 1. Dicks. These sorts of things, man. All of it. Sloppy lesbian lovers was one of them. And you're like, wow. <laughs> Check mark, mom. Put a, put a note beside that one. What was that, 585? <laughs> yeah. Little star. What are those? And her and her friend are sitting there giggling. And I'm like, this isn't funny. I hate every second of this. How many spritzers? Can I have a couple spritzers over here too, please? <laughs> All of these. <laughs> All of it was... And there was at least three that started with back to backdoor lovers yeah. four or what? Like, man, what's that all the about? The sequel world is odd to me. Yeah, like, and, and it's the ones where you go. Uh, I remember coming across a box of something moving, <laughs> and it was anal explosions eighteen <laughs> explosions. Yes, eighteen, and you're like, there were there were seventeen others of these. And who's buying this? Yeah. Well, there it was. And, and like, so, like I said, it's about a day before the fight. So this is Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. This is what's on the pay-per-view channels. Like, I don't know people who are still paying to buy these things on television when it's all free on the internet. I really don't know who's paying to buy them at 2 p.m. Friday afternoon. And I'm like, can I please just have the remote? Like, thank you for your help. Like, I'm going to figure the rest and, of it. And they're giving you the Heisman. No, yeah, no, they're laughing. They're having a good giggle still, about what it. What else is here? Yeah. And you're doing it like you've never been here before. Like, you had no idea these channels existed. Me? No, not you. Oh, no, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, well, just in general, right? Hey, like, I'm if, not suggesting. It was channel 601. Yeah. 
But you had to scroll ahead 36 hours to get to the time when it was going to show the UFC. Everything before that was some horrible okay. <laughs> pornographic thing. Leave it in the beaver, those sorts of things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my trip to the cottage, man. Okay, well. A little, uh, a little upset with my nephew, a little uncomfortable around my mom and her friends. It was a, it was a hell of a trip. And Every time I'd go outside when I first got there, there was construction being done around the neighbor's place. So, like, you'd open the door to go sit by the lake and they'd bring the big bandsaw around back. And you're like, oh, fuck. So, so we're going to try it again here at some point in August, man. But, uh, they'll leave it in the beaver or? No, we're not going to try that. Anal Explosions 18. Well, I'm going to have to see the first 17. Oh, and honestly, honestly, I don't want to be lost. This may be about 37 now. That was quite a while ago. Now I, I have no idea, right? But there's only so many clever names you can really come up with, right? Before. Anal explosions. Cocks and frocks, like these kinds of things. I don't know. It's coming in socks. Yeah, it's whatever. Look at that. It's a, the Zeus born coming, <laughs> coming to a store near you. Was yes. that an empty beer? I it, it is indeed. All right. up of nonsense before getting into anything real. Nonsense? Yeah. All right. I thought there was some real cerebral talk. Oh, yeah. Well thought out. You know. 1930s fascism. Yep. We talked a little something. There was some substance there. And midday porn. <laughs> and midday. paper Late porn. afternoon. Yeah. With, porn with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> this hey, was, this hey. was fun until nine seconds ago. <laughs> in, in another... In another era, this would be the name of the show. Yeah. Porn Porn with your mom. Keep saying it. (laughs) Afternoon porn with your mom. Uh, What have you uh, come back to the table with here? (laughs) Ah, Oh, that's brutal. See, and I powered through that one. Yeah, it just tore it open. Anyways, this is back to New Ontario Brewing. Okay. This is their Bear Runner Blonde Ale coming in at 4.5. So I figure I'm just going to. I'm going the other way here. Lick what's on the table because I've. Which was also the name of one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Both of them. Lick what's on the table and I'm going the other way. Featuring Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) Dead. (laughs) I forget. Something Rubens. Yeah. His name. It's just from died last week. Licking all the handles in porn shops. <laughs> Gross. I think we watched different episodes of Huey Herman. Um, yeah, okay. That's that's not bad. To me, that's a very, uh, it's drinkable. Okay. And by drinkable, that, that to me is something I would drink again. I know it sounds like a bit of a, uh, yeah. a pass off, but. Yeah, in terms of that, now that. That's how you open a fucking beer. Crisp and clean. Yep. 
Yeah, these, I'm not loving the uh, the tabs on these. Okay. Both of them have been, but this is good. This is good. 4.5, tastes a little light. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not bad. After I, I drank, I took down a Nickelbrook Winter Wizard, their West Coast IPA. Right. In the green room while we were shooting the breeze. So I need a little something a little lighter. So this'll do. I've, uh, I've gone the other way. This is from the Beyond the Pale Brewing Company. BYP. Uh, the, uh. BTP. <laughs> yeah. Yawned is not a word. CBJ. Uh, this is Dark and Picanti. Dark, I've had that. I know, we both have, man. It's a great fucking beer. Uh, this one somehow disappeared, because they're just short little cans now, remember? They used to come in the big bottle. Yeah. I don't know why they made the switch. It's not a good switch, uh, down to the, the, the short little, uh. Stubby. Yeah. And so somehow it got pushed to the back of the fridge here and found it when I was digging through some things, wondering what I was going to have on the podcast today. Uh, Mexican cake stout, yep. they're calling, got a little cinnamon to it, charming in at about 8.5%, chiming yep. in at about 8.5%. Yep. It's all right. It was very charming. It is charming. And and that's what it is, right? It's, it's, we went through the whole, everything came in a taller can. Yep. And then as people start to sort of push the push the line on what the ABVs are, right? People are starting to sort of See, I back. remember this one being like 10, 10 and a half. Yeah. BTP does that sometimes in these shorter cans. Now, whether or not that's what they did in the bottle and then, you know, reeled it in a little in the can or my memory's just dog shit, both of those things are very much on the table. Well, and there's a bunch, right? Like, um any of your sort of imperial stouts yeah. or those sorts of things, right? Where they start to get over 10. Maybe it's the pistachio stout I'm thinking of. That it, was for more sure. Like a that's, from Dominion, that's from yeah, Dominion that's City. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's from Dominion City. So yep. you'll be all right with that. I think I will. I think I'll be all right here, man. Look, you haven't been around since, uh, what'd we say, the 9th of July. Yep. Kick us off, man. Where do you want to start? What's on your mind? Wow, and, and you've covered so much stuff in between. There's been, there's, there's been. Um, I think for me, the thing, and it's, it's still undecided, is the Tarasenko signing here in Ottawa. Yeah. Um, One year, five million bucks. Yeah, which we talked about pre. He hadn't been signed. It yeah. was still a rumor when we were on, and you said, you know, you were looking to pay him two point five or three. I pasted the audio into uh, the show I did after he signed. I said, if you're going to make me go multi-years, I go three million. One year, I'd go five. Okay, that was right there in the audio. Threw it down, and to me, I don't mind. I don't mind it, depending on the, the caveat is, what do you need to do to fit Pinto still into this lineup? Yeah, someone's going to uh, going to have to go. And so, uh, as long as there isn't a huge sweetener attached to that. Yeah. I'll, I'll be fine with it, right? Like you're going to bridge Pinto probably in that 2.5 to 3 range. That's it, eh? 3 to 3.5. Maybe there's there's always a little wishful thinking in that. Yeah. Um, but I he, really like a healthy Pinto. Oh, well, he played 82 games last year. Yeah. yeah. Coming off the shoulder surgery right. from the year before. And he was a 20-goal guy. Yep. Um, and there's probably still some room there. There is on the goals, right? Yeah, he yeah, needs to work yeah. on that on the on in terms of a of a center. Yeah, uh, he's not much of a danger. More goals and assists, mm-hmm. but um, 
yeah, you need him, right? He's going to be a guy who's going to be on your on your PK. He is going to be a guy who will be able to be on your second power play. Yeah. Um, he is going to be a good 200 foot guy and, and there's more goals in there over that 20, I, I believe. Yep. Cause he's a trigger man. Like he, he can shoot the puck. And that bottom six, if he's not clicking, dying for it's, something, it's not good. And so he need now you and I talked when I was opposed to Tarasenko that, you know, would he play third line and you suggested it might be Batherson who would drop down and play on the Pinto line. Right. And that's a, that's a possibility. I still I like Batherson's upside and age, but like I would be hesitant to drop him. Maybe you can get Tarasenko to flip to the other wing. He's never loved that, but no. Maybe you're better off. You know, you have your top line of Stutzla, Giroux, and and Kachuk, and then instead of going a stacked second line, maybe you pair it off. Well, look at, at Vegas. two and three. Look what Vegas did, yep. right? Yep. Right, with their pairs and pairs, and you got guys who are playing on your top line who would normally be on somebody else's third line, right? So maybe you go Norris and Batherson, or whatever Norris and yeah, and Tarasenko, and then the other guy down with with Pinto. Maybe that works. Yeah, I, 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 and Kubalik is the nice. Now he becomes a third line guy. So that trade happened about thirty minutes after you walked out of here on the ninth. Yeah. And the, well, uh, you, the, would me, you would send me, you would send me, because we carved a bunch of stuff out of the Debrinket talk, right? Yes, had to. Um, so there was probably a half an hour of that pod. Yep. That sort of went. As soon as we finished recording, uh, Pierre Dorian went ahead and made the move. Yeah. And so on, it, it does come down to, he has, PD has boxed himself in, in terms of, of what you're going to do for a team, which I know the cap and a bunch of people have done a bunch of things. But yeah, Ottawa hasn't even made the playoffs, and you are already looking at now having to trade away jettison jettison players. Yep. Um, but that has to feel better than a one hundred percent. But but people are saying, okay, we'll trade Joseph, and you're like, yeah, who the fuck wants Joseph? Yeah, that's a dump, not a right. And the contract is not uh, you're look. So that is where I'm saying if you're going to attach that three to three point four, whatever he's at. You are looking at somebody else taking that going, three goals, and we're talking a 1.1 million right. per goal. <laughs> you need to you need to give me something to help digest that, right? And so that is that's that's we'll wait and we'll see, right? I like the lineup up front. I like the lineup period. So what does yours look like? I've sort of dashed right. Could you flip Tarasenko onto the left wing and load up a top six? If you're not doing that, like, how do you want to set up that top six, top nine? Yeah, well, see, I'm loath to to a team that was, I'm loath to sort of tamper with that 110 goal top line. Yep. Right. So that's Drew Stutzla and and Kachuk. Right. But then you could also look at the idea of of going back to a Norris Batherson Kachuk line, which was very successful the year before. Yeah. Right, and then sort of going with a Stutzla, Tarasenko, Giroux, right? Just sort of. I don't know if Tarasenko keeps up with Stutzla. I, no, but you it's are a different lo- type of. Yeah, but you are looking at it. See, the, the problem is Norris is more of a trigger man at this point too, as a center. Yeah. Than, than he is a, yeah. a a disher as well, right? Yeah. So uh, Stutzla does bring the op- the option of I can shoot as a forty goal guy. Yep. Or I can pass as a 90-point guy, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly shows he can do both. Yep. So 
that's the one thing in terms of the people who are able to distribute the puck of Pinto, Norris, and Stutzla as your if the, if that is your projected three centers. Man, you have two centers who would much rather shoot the puck. So I'm looking at Tarasenko and Giroux is also a, a good puck distributor. Yep, on the wing. So I kind of like the option of yeah, while Tarasenko may not have the speed of him, sort of third guy into the into the zone, and one of those other two guys finding him. I don't mind that option, right? So well, and he might need to play with someone like Giroux or Pinto. Like Tarasenko's defensive metrics are brutal. Right, like he gets eaten alive, so he's going to need some help. And so Pinto could do that for him. I think Giroux can Nor- still do that Norris for him. Norris was ki- killing penalties too. And yeah, the, Norris the- would be a, a, a reasonable option there, but he's going to need to be sheltered a little by some responsible help on his line. Stutzel and Kachuk are not, Now, Stutzel, they had killing penalties, and he can skate. That's the biggest thing with him, right, is it's not so much. His defensive IQ seems fine, but it's more his – his reads, his pace, like he, he can get it, get up. Now? Yeah. Talking, yeah, he can get up and get out. Right. And, and the thing is, Kubalik also not great defensive metrics. Right. And while I like where the offense looks on this, and mm-hmm. I certainly look at them scoring more goals, yes. this is not going to be a really great defensive, right. not not in the traditional yeah. box out, lock it down. No, our friend Graham Nichols has been into that recently on the Roman a Day blog talking yeah. about this forward group and their defensive. It's not bad yet, but it's not good either. Right? But we'd like, be lying if we didn't say there were deficiencies. Right. right. And so this team is going to score. Yep. That You look at the, at the puck possession game they hope to play yeah. with the defense core that they're going to have. Uh, which is better. You can't lie about it. Right. It will be offensively better. And I have at this point, and it's it's only August seventh uh, today. Mm-hmm. I still got zero faith in in Davis Payne, um, DJ Smith. Th- just to me, in terms of what they're going to is that the other name, the mullet from Rhode Island, <laughs> um, Jack Capuano, <laughs> the mullet from. <laughs> Those guys that get weighing in at two hundred. <laughs> the Rhode Island mullet. <laughs> I like the Rhode Island road mullet. Yeah. How about that, man? Um, that those guys have shown an inability to put in any kind of defensive structure that works. So, yep. yes, you will have better puck possession and puck movement. I'm still not sure what that does when the puck comes in and transition into our end. Right. So, well, we'll- I'll tell you this. AJ Jackiebeck last yep. week on the podcast yep. said he uh-huh. expects the Senators to be a playoff team this year. Coming in a week or two, Dean Brown, the voice of the Senators, he also has them making the playoffs this year. Uh, now I asked both of those guys who comes out, who's coming out. That's the question, and they both gave answers. So you'll be able to check that out for yourself at talkingaudio.com. And the thing is, I've listened to, uh, to AJ yep. on the radio. Yeah, um, I spoke to him. Face to face at your birthday, yeah, over at the Need a Beer Company. Um, he and I have instant chemistry. <laughs> Although there's only one microphone. <laughs> the beauty Just is when, wrestling over. The, the beauty is when there's the two of us are face to face. It's it's there's no mic and there's talking over each other, and that's totally fine. Was there not a moment you got up to go for the pisser, and he's like, "Hey, I got more for you," or something along those lines? Was that not? Yeah, the, I'll uh, be waiting for you I right got, here. I got, <laughs> I got yeah. more to say. When when you're done, come back here because we're not finished. Right. Yeah. Um, well, and you were the one that said 
somebody was looking to speak to to one of us. Yes. They're like, yeah, you know what? Your own brother. Move along. Yeah, move this along. Is, this is not wrapping up anytime. Those two so, are yeah. not going to. And actually, we closed the. Well, by the time we were leaving, it was it still wasn't done. And I would exp- I would uh, tell the good listener stick around in probably September. AJ and Rob will be in together. We're going to do a little uh, sports travel. Oh. I think is uh, is going to be the top. Perfect. Uh, yeah, and he's he is a uh, and that's the the history and the traveling. Yep. He and I both have a bit of a bug. Hundred percent. I'll uh, put my feet up, click the buttons, and yeah. Matt, just push the buttons, <laughs> let the other people talk. Yeah. Um, it does come. He said, and this is, this is my pro working here. Mm. He said he fully expected on the radio. This is AJ. Yeah. He fully expected five from the Atlantic, three from the Metro. Well. Yes. So this is pre-Carlson trade. That's what I was just going to move us on to. That's interesting, right? Because all of that talk comes before a fairly big trade. And we've all been sort of wondering if Bergeron's done, and he is, is Krejci done? And what happens to the Bruins if those top two centers disappear? Is is Charlie Charlie Coyle Coyle, your number one center? Yeah, he is. With Marchand and Pasternak. That doesn't look quite as exciting as it did. Tampa, I assume, on a longer summer, bounces back. What are the Panthers? See, Panthers are the... What are the Sabres? Um, five and three. What are the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah. Ryan Reeves killing it. Yeah, man, just punching faces, right? Yeah, like, look at that guy. <laughs> faces he can catch up. Klingberg to. stuck in behind somebody else's net. Oh, can't make it yeah. back into his own goal. Domi wandering around. Leafs are out, man. Leafs are out. (laughs) So at some point, five and three didn't seem crazy. And maybe it still doesn't. But this weekend, the August long weekend, the hockey news hotbed, uh, three-way trade between your Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, everybody loves a (laughs) three-way. Three-way MILFs. Sloppy flannel Flannel 602 in Bob Cajun. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the San Jose Sharks complete a three-way trade. We had heard for a while that the Pens were interested in Carlson, and he is the main piece here. There's a bunch of other stuff flying around. We can get into that. A bunch of other stuff flying around. Right. And I didn't really see how this was ever going to work. Between the pens and Never. the sharks. Without the sharks eating a pile of money. Now, about two weeks ago, and the sharks, as you're alluding to here, had shown no real interest in doing that, right? They had said over and over and over, eh, maybe 20% we'd hold on to. Like, we're not going 50% on this at all. But the first time I sort of heard talk that made sense to me on how this might work was the Puck Soup podcast. Ryan Lambert and Down Goes Brown. It's a once a week podcast that. Both pretty entertaining guys, both Not pretty sure insightful I've guys. You ever heard of that? Check it out. Yes, I should. Uh, and they made it make sense in a straight up Granland and Petrie for Carlson. Yeah. And that would work because for San Jose, those contracts are both two years shorter yeah. than the Carlson trade. So the money is close to even, even though Granland is dead weight, right? Bloated you don't want, contract. Yeah, you don't want any part of that. Uh, Petrie still 
reasonably competent, maybe a little overpaid. Um, but you could do that. And both of those would expire in two years as opposed to Carlson, which would expire in four years. And so for the Penguins who are trying to win right now, it would make sense. For the Sharks, eh, maybe we're not saving as much money as we want to, but it's going to expire way sooner. And so maybe that would be the deal. And I, that was the first time I ever kind of went, maybe there is a deal between those yeah. two that would work. I obviously never considered the halves and a three-way deal and how all that was going to shake loose, but it sees Jeff Petrie going to Montreal. Uh, Pittsburgh's holding on to 25% of that. Uh, Carlson going to Pittsburgh. They're holding uh, San Jose. What did I just do? Carlson going from San Jose to Pittsburgh and San Jose's holding on to... 1.5. Yeah, 1.5 million. So, And then there's a bunch of stuff. Rem Pitlick is going from Montreal to Pittsburgh. There's yeah. a first round pick from Pittsburgh to San Jose. You've seen the deal for yourselves. If you're listening to a podcast like this, what do you think of it, man? And it, did it catch you off guard that Pittsburgh was actually able to get this done? Well, it's actually, you sent me the text Sunday morning, late Sunday morning, early Sunday afternoon. Yeah, here's what we're was. looking for. for yeah, this, this, is, this is kind of what I'm thinking, you know, on the on the pod. Yeah. And you're like, for obviously, we're talking about the Carlson trade, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we will. I'll look into that. I'll figure <laughs> out what that is. Right now, it didn't happen Sunday, like it just, it, but it. Whether it was Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah, midday I, Sunday kind of came across. And so at that point, I had Not no everybody's idea. following hockey Twitter all that closely. Yeah, when I had been at a wedding the night before, yeah, and like August I said, I slept weekend. till 11. <laughs> so it was, um, but yeah, I, to me, Greer. Uh, Mike Greer. Uh, Mike Greer, GM Sharks. of the Sharks. I'm not sure what, like, the thing I saw, they've traded away Burns, Carlson, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Timo Meyer, mm-hmm. and they really have like essentially two first round picks to, sh- to show for that. Yep. Like, I feel like if you're not, I just, you could have done better. And maybe you couldn't because of the cap, but man. The cap hasn't moved in. Yeah. In three years. It's come the up Meyer a million thing, bucks in four years or whatever it is. The Meyer thing, I think probably they could have done better. I don't know that they could have with Carlson. Yeah. I, I, especially if you didn't want to retain yeah. 13%, I believe, is what they... That's right, yeah. But so at, at, if, if, that's, if Pittsburgh was the only team still sort of fishing around, it, it's not just who can take on that salary. It's who does it work for, right? Like who does... Is, is Carolina, the other team that we heard was most interested in, did they I nev- need... I never believed that. Right. You're going to put Burns and Carlson back it on didn't this. work the first time. Why would somebody else? Slavin, Pesci. Like, they're not as desperate when for help. D'Angelo. On the blue line. Yeah, now D'Angelo. Like, Toronto, who had rumored to be sort of half in. Are they Berg and Carlson. I was thinking if we could do Max Domi, Klingberg, and Reeves for Carlson. <laughs> I'd be pretty okay with that. But, like. They already sort not anywhere near the same level, but Morgan Riley is your all offense, no yep. defense. Yeah, yeah. So are you better if you trade Willie for Carlson? I don't know. Like it's interesting here because it's clear Dubas has been brought in try and win yep. once more. Yeah. You're not getting anything. For Carl, uh, for Malkin and Crosby, because you're not trading them. 
Right. Those guys will retire when they retire. They'll retire as penguins, and you don't get to trade them for any assets. Chris Letang has been locked back in. Clearly, he's been told, try and win at least one more time. Can you turn the soil at all to make something happen right. here? And I think that Granlin contract, maybe more than anything else, was the nail in the coffin for the Burke-Hextall regime a year ago at the deadline. Like, or yeah. A year ago. Yeah, yeah. More like six months ago, whatever it was. Everyone looked at that and went, what little cap freedom you had, you spent on this fucking guy who doesn't help at all. Yeah. And so I really like this for Pittsburgh. When a guy gets to be that age, you can no longer pay for future potential. Granlund. Granlund we're talking about. Yeah. You're, like, you're still like, oh, I, I kind of like what that guy At one point, do. Michael Granlund's a perfectly capable yeah. middle six guy. Yeah. That's not what they needed. And they... The fact, look, you know me, man. I'm a Dubas fanboy. The fact that he got rid of that at all was impressive. And to do it as part of bringing in Carlson. I think Dubas has hit a fucking home I run do too, here. I man. I really do. Like, what What are you going to do there? You already looked at it that they missed the playoffs. They haven't won a playoff round since they won the cup, I think. So they had, last year, a 54% XG, which is incredible. And they had... Um, the second worst shooting percentage, essentially luck in the league last year. If you bring in Eric Carlson, he's going to play on a second pair while Chris Letang is on the first, and you have Crosby and Malkin still up front. Oh, there's no way you're putting Letang on the first pair and Carlson on the second pair. Okay, well, we can debate about that. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, if you look at time on ice, Crosby has pretty clearly told Coach Mike Sullivan Chris Letang's on the ice when I'm on the ice. That's my guy. He gets okay. me the puck where All I right. want it. That's a valid point. And so now maybe Carlson is Malkin's guy, right? Like when you run these things. And they've brought in Graves. Um, not, I was going to say Adam Graves. It's not the guy Ryan. from the Devils. Ryan Graves, that's right. So I, I don't know if this is cup winning good, but it's certainly better Oh, it's making last it, year. It's making hay good, yeah. right? And the fact that they've they've cleared up, they uh, they've gotten rid of Casey DeSmith, which you throw him into that little mix in Montreal, it's weird. Yeah, with Caden Primo and uh Jake well, Allen and Montembeau. <laughs> of course. But how Mont- dare I disrespect? Well, and Montembeau was the goalie for Canada at the Worlds who was who was quite good. Yeah. And I just Is he still under contract? Yeah. Okay. I believe he is. They do have a bit of a glut there at the goaltending position in they Montreal. They got a glut of B P level goaltenders. Yes, they do. They do. Yeah. Um, but Tristan Jari, you've now signed him long term in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you think of that, they are. This to me is you've got a chance that you can get out Jan Ruda, you can get out Granlin, you can get out Petrie, and you bring in Carlson. And at some point, well, you're Ruda's like, fine. Yeah, yeah. It's not Carlson. <laughs> no, but I'm saying you've now shipped, and you're like. This to me is for for a team that is go for it. Yeah, like like let's not fuck around. You go okay. That guy had one hundred and one points. We're gonna bring him in, and what we're gonna lose is Jan Ruda, Petrie, yeah. and Granlund. Yeah. You're like ah, uh, and we get Rem Pitlick. Gravy, baby. That's just gravy. And and that's the thing. And and at one point they were like, yeah, and that leaves like a $3 million surplus. And I'm like, they're actually over, I believe. They're in yeah. sort of. Yeah. But still, that is, 
uh, unbelievable to me what 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 Dubas was able to and do. And so you do though see the same people then jumping up and down. Oh look, it's his big four again. This is not a team that gets to rebuild. They've committed to as long as Malkin and Crosby are playing, we're going for it. And I, yeah, I people, get that. Those man. People are stupid. Yeah, never said that. Uh, well, lots of people are saying it, but I get that, right? Like as. Because you don't get to trade them. If you got to trade Malkin and Crosby and you get a first-rounder and a young prospect here to some other, that's not happening. Management, ownership has told you those guys are staying here till they're done. Any, anybody, so you might as well fucking go for it. And yeah, maybe the last couple of years of that Carlson contract are going to be ugly. Maybe this year. Yeah, I don't think so. See, here's the, here's the deal is, first of all, anybody who's going to compare this big four who are all in their early to mid thirties versus a big four that are 21 and 22. Yeah. It's not the same. You've made your bed with that big four in their early twenties. Yeah. You inherit 75% of yep. this big four in their mid thirties. And you've been told stick with it. And the reality is you have this two, is a good trade, man. You have two more years of Crosby uh, guaranteed for sure. Like he's there for two more years. Yes. Under contract for two more. At that point, you see what shakes loose. I know you have, I believe, another year for both Latang and Malkin each. Yeah, yeah. If you have to at that point, if Crosby says, peace, which I, I don't believe will happen at 38. Either. But if that was the case, let's just hypothetically look at that and yep. you go, I have two more years of Carlson. I'm moving into rebuild. Yeah. If I can flip and Carlson. And my rebuild is going to suck anyway. And I'm going to flip Carlson and take 50% well. of his <laughs> But but then you're saying I am rebuilding, and maybe you don't get a pile for him, but you can retain fifty percent of his salary in an yeah. inflated cap, and you are able to move forward. This is free. the question, though, right? What is Carlson? Is he the shit years he had had before this past year, or is he the hundred point guy? Oh, he's not the hundred point guy. But if Carlson is still a fifty five, sixty point guy, running a power play with Malkin and Crosby, and and, and maybe Latang, I don't. Gensel's out till November. This year you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's an 80-point guy this year. Okay, maybe. Look at that power play. What is that going to look like? No, I'm with you. But not always does do things click exactly the way you want them to. Look, I'm all in on Carlson being better than he was the last couple of years before this 100-point year, yeah, right? Yeah. So is he 65, 70, 70-point? 70 you're saying 80 90, yeah, okay. All right, seventy to eighty is where I would put okay. my Vegas. I don't dollar. think I don't think that's crazy, right? So, I, I and if Malkin, like these guys are getting older, if Malkin is suddenly out, and you have this other guy to Cross, help run Crosby your power, and Malkin, and this is just anecdotal. They don't ever seem to play a full right. It, there is constantly one guy's in, yep. one guy's out, right? That seems to be the and MO. now Carlson in theory is still a guy who can help you carry that load when the one guy's gone. Right, I, 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 I love this for Pittsburgh, and I don't hate it for San Jose. I know a lot of people are saying you didn't get enough. What? Look, the guy had says had said he wants to leave. He's got an eleven some odd million dollar contract with four years left on it, and he's thirty three years old. I don't know what you thought you were going to get. You got a first round pick out of it, and you got out of cap hell two years earlier. That's yeah. It's not, but and whatever might happen, whether it be before the season or at the deadline, Hoffman will have some value for you by the trade deadline if you Zero. want to trade him. Nah, he'll, he'll, that guy is a, a pick. He's a dim, he's a diminishing asset big time. 
but he's a one-way guy who isn't even doing what the one-way thing he was doing before. Uh, Granlund is dead cap space. They might. This is one of the reasons some people have suggested this trade happened this weekend is so that it was ahead of the second buyout window. Maybe San Jose tells Granlund peace. Yeah. Right? Like, All right. We'll, yeah. We'll I see what that. happens there. Uh, what do you think of what Montreal got out of this? I, they get rid of Hoffman, which to me is is a is a perfect thing, right? They do bring in DeSmith, little depth at the goalie position. If you're not certain, well, and, what and, else you and, have? And to me, it's it's the they bring back Petrie, and, and and from what I read, they're looking at maybe starting with a a, a starting pair of Matheson and Petrie as your top defensive. <laughs> yeah, when you're rebuilding and you can get away with that shit. Now, one of the interesting they don't think they're rebuilding anymore. There, well, then they should look again. Um, Petrie is coming back with Pittsburgh holding on to 25% of that so contract, which is, uh, so he's coming in at 4.7 or something. Yeah. He'll make 4.7 on Montreal's cap. Um, he had sort of made it kind of clear. I don't really want to be in Canada anymore. It wasn't a hard, the pandemic was hard on an American guy. We yeah. The- um, and so he, but he did have a no trade clause or a limited no trade and Montreal wasn't on it. So he was willing to go back. Now, uh, Eric Engels of Sportsnet has reported that Montreal will look around and see, you know, we can trade that guy out again, or maybe having him at 4.7 as a veteran guy, you know, maybe isn't too bad. Well, they do have their, it was well-documented last year. They were sometimes running with four or five rookie D last year, right? Yeah. So if you do have this, this, it gives a bit of time for Gooley, Yep. Jack Eye, whoever else you have back there, right? In terms of uh Baron. Yep. Right. Young young a young decor that could use a little insulation. I'm not sure if I load him up on the top bear, but Right. Well, it's interesting. Like the, Montreal actually comes out of this eight hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars richer on the staff. Well, and, 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 and so to me, you're like, what what is Montreal doing here, right? In terms it's like pieces got shifted off. Yeah, as opposed it. to just being the bank. That yeah, says, going, yes. okay, we're going to take ca- sack, uh, salary cap, which sack. <laughs> we'll take some sack. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> clearly it's, but yeah, to me, when I heard a third, a three-way, yeah. first of all, I never saw this happening, A, without San Jose taking on more money. Yes. Or B, getting more, at least in futures, as as a rebuilding team. I there just was just th- no reason to give them anything more. I I know, man. That's, so to me, I'm just like, oh, man. You have you have run across this rebuild at the worst time. I think Mike Greer was in an awful situation. For sure. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree. But to me, it's an A trade for Pittsburgh and yep. it's a D trade for San Jose. Yeah, see, I'm not as low as, as you on on the San Jose side of it. It's I okay. just that's all right. But I, I just I, I just to to me clearing up that I don't know how quick, if you're San Jose, you expect your rebuild to go, but instead of being stuck with that $11 million contract on your books for four years, it's two years, you got a first round pick, carry on. Like those are all usable assets. Yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of, um, on a sort of a different scale, obviously, but Toronto trading Phaneuf to Ottawa and taking back that, whatever it was, it was McCulloch, it was Greening and Cowan. 
And yeah. so, and so you're like, okay, all those guys are on one or two year contracts, yes. and we're gonna bury him in in with you're the Marleys. Be great Marleys, and you guys are gonna be like four years with Fanuf, and you end up having to buy him out. <laughs> so to me, that is on a on a different scale. Yeah, right. It's the short term. You're like, okay, all right, we'll take the even money. And go, yeah, but we're done. I think San Jose is expecting to be bad. And so for the next year, at least. I just, yeah. And then they still have Hurdle. They still have Vlasic. Couture. Uh, Couture. Right? Like these guys are all still. There's some shit contracts there though. Like that Vlasic contract especially is just. Well, he's got two or three more years. That's I, God I awful, man. And, and that's something that you may have to trade out and eat some money. Yeah. Because. Yep. So, so what do we make of, if we come all the way back around to the, where we started here, five teams out of the Atlantic, three teams out of the Metro are, are does this trade for you say for sure Pittsburgh's a playoff team? Yeah. 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 It's a, it looks to me. I don't think they're a division winning they team. They are not a division winning but team. But Carolina's in, the Rangers are in, and then I think Pittsburgh might be right there at three. Where's New Jersey? Yeah, it's a fair question, man. And so the, what I see is a lot of people going, those two New York teams, Islanders, Rangers. Yeah. And so I'm not sure what it is that people see about the Rangers that make yeah. them seem, but they seem to be that team that people... It's Shesterkin, right? No, but which, I'm saying that have circled as dropping and you're no, like, yeah, I, no. I, I don't get it. But I have that division probably as Carolina, New Jersey... Rangers, Penguins. Then Rangers. Yeah, okay. That's how I see that. Yeah. But I don't see there being a, which makes it very hard for Ottawa. Yep. If we double back to the beginning in terms of. Especially with Buffalo on the come as well. I'm I'm not sold on Detroit really. I am not sold on Detroit. And and Buffalo, the thing I look at is the the goaltending, you know? Yeah, Uh, they're going to ride or die. You're looking at what? Devin Levi? You're looking at, and that's with, with, um. Yeah, EPL. Um, <laughs> and so, and then you have what? Yep. And so that is the spot. And, and is Tage Thompson going to be the stud again? There's questions. Yep. There's questions. I do love what they're doing on the defensive core. I'm not sure I'm any more sold on Corpusalo than than I am on what Buffalo's got coming here either. Like, we'll we'll see. He yep. had a great year, sort of, show, sort of showed he was healthy again. Yeah. We'll see. I, I will see. I am, as a Senators fan, yeah. cards on the table, yeah. uh, I am putting my money on the uh, the surgery prior to last season, yep. the, the good health last year. Looks like year. it helped. And, and as a guy who's 29. and So how do you see our division? Boston going to fall off that far. Yeah. You know me, man. I've ruled them out every year. Yeah. For well, and then they went out and went all 77 halves. And, and see, and they are, yeah, well, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was, was stupid. And so to me, I see, I see the Atlantic at this moment. I see Toronto winning the division. I see Tampa in second. Yeah. And then I see, I'm not sure what happens with Florida and Boston. Right. Right. In terms of what that looks like, how far, like Boston's still got, they got both goalies. Yep. Will they have both goalies all season? Right, because to me, you have to do something at the, at some point with the center. They have no, oh, yeah, they have no potential coming up from the minors. No. Providence is not going to provide anything that's going to give you right one two. No, there's no a prospect coming in to jump in as a top six center. And Florida, I just man, that is that strikes you as 2017 Ottawa Senators kind of lightning in a bottle. I think they could just as easily be the team that misses. Yeah. 
whether it's Buffalo or Ottawa jumping up, um, there's questions with Florida and Boston for me. Yep. If that's enough, I'm not sure, but it's a four and four, right? So, yeah. To me, I don't see there being any way that that the teams and and the thing is when you look at at potential people saying, well, two years ago, 100 points took to make it in the Eastern Conference. The bottom half, the top eight was so strong, the bottom Punch half down. was <laughs> so shitty, right? Yep. But you do have improvements in Columbus. You do have pr- improvements in Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo. Like you are looking at the point totals will not be the same because the bottom is stronger. Maybe there isn't a turnover. Maybe we have the exact eight teams. Yeah. Which happens never. <laughs> There's always at least one. Yeah. So to me, we'll wait and we'll see, but it looks, it the, the odds, Ottawa's never been better in the last X number of years, but it's never been harder, I think, in terms of, of the teams in front of them and the people improving around them. Yeah. So sitting here in the, uh, in the heart of August, I don't know what else, you know, you want to hit on Tom Wilson, just got a long-term extension out of the Capitals. Yeah, what do you think of that? Like six point six point five or six yeah. or something like that for seven years. Look, they're clearly all in on just do whatever Ovi needs. He, I, I think I saw. Is he seventy six away from the record at this point? Yeah, I, I haven't seen a, a recent and, update. But yeah, he's close. Yeah, highly unlikely he gets there this year, but almost certain to be the next year. So. They're all in on trying to get that done more than winning. I'm Tom hoping, Wilson. I'm hoping a couple injury shortened seasons. <laughs> Tom Wilson Sorry about that. is a is one of those guys that you are paying clearly for what he's done and not what he will do. He plays that style that is going to end terribly at I think his 37. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's gotta be 29 years old. So this is gonna be bad. I don't know. Is that just the price to do it? Like when you play physically, you fall off faster, right? That's just the way it is. And I don't know, maybe in three years after these cap bumps that we all keep hearing about 6.5 doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. Would you have done it? Yep. Yeah. I would have. And I, and I say that because he is, uh, he's a well-respected cap in the, in the change room. Yeah. In the change room. (laughs) In the D.C. area. Look at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Prodigious. <laughs> um, a veiny champion. <laughs> yes. One of these days we're going to sell audio from the green room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it does come down to, what are you going to do with that guy as a cap guy? He's not going to take a three-year. Like as somebody who's saying, no, I, I want my money. Like I want to get paid. Bitch better have my money. Exactly. And so you're kind of left with what do you do? Do you do you sort of go to go to the mat with one of your core guys? Yeah. Whatever we think of them. Right. Or do you extend him out? Here's your money, go pile drive Panera in a couple of Yeah, times. exactly. Or whoever else you can sort of dummy from behind or <laughs> yep. or as you say, you know, pile drive. That's that's <laughs> with no helmet on. You're like, oh my God. Um and in a couple of years. It's not my deal. Somebody else will be rebuilding Almost this and yeah. and they can worry about the last four years of Tom Wilson. Yeah. Uh, look, we should probably talk a little baseball. Blue Jays. Your Blue Jays uh, just finished sweeping 
the Boston Red Sox on the heels of losing 3-4 to four to Baltimore, which had quite a few of us ready to be institutionalized or jumping off the bandwagon. This team has been infuriatingly inconsistent. Uh, it feels good to kick the shit out of the Red Sox any, any time you can do it. Um, the deadline, a lot of these teams who went for it came out of it. The D-backs made a couple of nice deals at the deadline, lost six in a row. The Angels decided we're staying in it, lost six in a row. The Reds came out of the deadline, lost six in a row. Uh, the Mariners make a couple trades. Yeah. And along with Baltimore have been the, are tied for the best record in baseball since July 1st. That's annoying because that now has them two games behind. Two, two and a half, I believe. Yeah. Um, look, I don't, this Jays team at this point. Just, and Seattle, to be clear, traded away yeah. a couple of players. Wouldn't give us back to Oscar. That's okay. I'd have, I'd have done it for the yeah. vibes, man, for the feels. I'm not about that. He would have brought back the jacket in his uh, suitcase, uh, yeah, in his carry-on. I'm fine with Davis Schneider. Tearing it up. <laughs> Some fucker nobody ever heard of a week with ago. With a porn stash. What yeah. are you doing? Oh, gorgeous, man. Uh, I think they said second or third guy in MLB history to have eight hits or whatever it was in his first three no games. No Blue Jay no. in their history has, has done what he did this weekend. Incredible start. Um you're also dealing with Bo out at least a couple of weeks here. This team, to me at this point, man, might make it. They might not make it. But I'm sort of settled on this is what they are. Yeah. Maddeningly inconsistent. And when they're good, they're really good. And when they're not, man, they're not. I watch parts of at least every game. Yeah. Right. If I'm home, I have it on. I wander by. I sit down for long periods. I come and go, right? But Watch I watch it on the toilet. Yeah, it's portable, man. Everything is there. <laughs> Belt five. It's totally awesome. Um, like I'm in to the Jays. Yeah, I, th- this is part of my deal. And man, after the Baltimore series, we had something to do, and and the good partner said, you know, hey, well, the Jays playing tonight. I'm like, yeah, those fuckers. Yeah, need, fuck them. They need to win me back a bit, right? They need to. Yep. They need to court me a bit because it's it's frustrating, man. When you play a four game series against Baltimore and you get eighteen fucking hits, yeah. like let me do the math for you, four point five hits per game. Like when you come out of, um, like people, our buddy Andrew Stoughton, who's maddeningly again sort of steady rudder. He's like, yeah, they're the second best record in the AL yeah. since May 1st. I don't care. This su- It doesn't feel like it. doesn't it. feel like it. This sucks to watch, right? And that's how it feels, man. They have won nine of their last 13 series. Yep. Doesn't feel like Fuck it. Fuck them. <laughs> but when you look at it, they've lost to Baltimore. They've lost to the Red Sox mm-hmm. in that stretch. They've lost to the Padres. Like, they've lost... Good team. To good teams. Except for you, Boston. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the... And I, I love I love uh, Verdugo and, and all the, the... The chaos around that. The drama bullshit, that's yeah. happening there, right? And and especially the Manoa start, right? With all the Verdugo yep. and Manoa bullshit. Yeah, Manoa's been sent back to the Florida Complex League this year and still comes out and beats Alex Verdugo. I have time. Well, and, he bare, and he bare hands that yeah. sort of comeback. And he's like, Psh, I <laughs> got that. You. Thank you. <laughs> Throws it to second, right? Yep. And then Verdugo is, decides he's going to run. Yep. 
and Manolo just steps off and psh, thank you. Like that's got to hey, feel stupid. That's got to feel good. Yeah. Like <laughs> horse man. I'm going to fist pump my way away over here on the mound so yep. you can suck it. <laughs> um, but it was, it's, it's so irritating. Angels were the other team who's lost six in a row coming out of the deadline. Right. You said that you did say that. Uh, they decided they were going to go for it, keep Shohei and, and, and. D-backs, Reds. Yeah. Yeah. And Mariners. And so to me, it, it comes Mariners down to. good, yeah. Yeah, well. Anyway. And, and Toronto had rolled through there. I'm with Got you 100% whacked. that I don't think this team. Can They're good. Be, They're not great. Can beat good teams. And, and to me, at this point right now, it's this team can't hit against good teams. Yeah. And. Certainly not with Bo out. Well, what Vladdy's doing, I don't. Uh. Yeah, someone brought up a thing, man. I had totally forgotten about mid to kind of late May. Vladdy got hurt in a game, jumping for like a hopping for a like a ball. He yeah. was defending, yeah, right? yeah. And then we never heard anything more about it. And he's kind of, I was going to say hit for shit, but hit for Vlad shit, right? Like this is always what you. Well, since that, yeah, Vlad is hitting well compared to major league average. Yeah. Vlad is not hitting well compared to Vlad average. And that's a fair comparison. You get to you get to measure that, right? I don't care what he's doing compared to Santiago Espinal, who's <laughs> that guy, man, I see him coming to the plate and I'm like, fuck. It's a good time to go for a whiz. And, yeah, I'm and just like, man, oh man. When he's shitting the bed on the base paths and until somehow Boston Shits the bed on the base paths even worse. Thanks, Reese. Later in that game. Former Blue Jay, we love that. Into the green monster for a sad tug, man. It went poorly that night. Well, I love that fist in the air, right? Like, yeah, we're doing no. Because you know where else that fist has been. (laughs) Yep. Back in the Dollar Tree parking lot. (laughs) It's a sad tug, man. Yep. All right. I, I just. I think this team is good. I don't think they're great. And wow. And the hitting. And I never for a second, I like the way the pitching rotation set up for the year back in, in sort oh, of. Oh, see, to me, there was a lot of questions I've been pleasantly surprised by in the rotation. Okay, the, but the Burrios and the Kikuchi were, yeah. the, were the question marks, yep. and they have been. They've killed it. For sure. Above ex, than Above expect. expectations. For sure. For sure. Um, but the rotation has been sturdy, mm-hmm. has been decent. Mm-hmm. The bullpen, not, very good. Not an issue. Nope. The hitting, which I never, yeah, would have foreseen. No, I'm with you. With the addition of the lefties, Belt, Varsho, Kiermaier, mm-hmm. that this was going to be a different look, right? right. Varsho coming off the 27 home runs with the D-backs, mm-hmm. but that this was going to be an, a, a lineup that could run, that was going to be able to move players over, play a bit more NL small ball. And it turns out in in recent memory, at least, they need to still win on the home run. It's 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 like they've fallen back to games where there's like the defense has clearly been better. Kiermaier's been terrific. Varsho's been terrific defensively. Yep. They're still dog shit on the base pass. Well, when you can put know. when you can put Springer in right field and go, he's the worst defender out there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Right? Like this guy was your center. He just fielder. went oh for a month or whatever. Oh for thirty four. Like when Buck Martinez is saying, Hold my Hold my bag. Hold my loony dog. Yeah, you've you've exceeded my worst. You know, Bo was a career, I mean, Buck is a career 225 guy. he just had a great series in in Boston. So we'll see what happens. 
but yeah, I, I don't know when I look at this team as to now. I, I am curious what your take is if you notice this at all. When they brought in Jordan Hicks, which I thought was fantastic, right? Like it's a rental, but look, if you get into a short series like you just had last year with Seattle, these are the types of guys you're going to need as you Swing will. And miss. Yeah. So that was terrific. Did you notice he's wearing number 12? Oh, I did not notice that. So at one point. Who wore number 12? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, nobody. If I could just spit at it for a second. Yeah. Uh, Roberto Wait, Alomar. Level of excellence. Right. Batista uh, coming up. Level of excellence. That'll be interesting too. But Roberto Alomar was perhaps the greatest Blue Jays player. The most talented Blue Jay I've, I've yeah. ever seen. Um, often did the cross country thing, right? I, I forget what they call it, but they have their, their tour and, and whatever. It's the McCain fruit punch. <laughs> sure. Ended up punching where he shouldn't, perhaps. And we haven't heard almost anything about him ever since. He was sort of on the level of excellence. It was a retired number. Hall of Famer. No one said anything about it. Well, when his number just sort of ended up on the back of the new guy. And it was a way of officially unretiring that number. I And I had no idea. Baseball players, it's funny. I was thinking the other day. Most of them, I have no idea what they were. I don't almost ever pay Four attention to Four for Springer, 11 for Bichette, 19 Batista, I remember, 10 for... for Vladdy. Uh, yeah, actually 12. Uh, Ed Encarnacion was the last guy to wear 12 before they retired. Okay. Uh, the number for... I think uh, Jesse Barfield was 29, 19. Yeah, it's just not a sport you really yeah, associate exactly. for sure. with numbers. Um, but in this case, they had honored it. They'd retired it. And to just have Jordan Hicks show up and throw it on with no... Fanfare. Yeah, no conversation, no anything. And maybe there shouldn't be, right? We've taken it down off the the level of excellence. We don't want to honor this guy anymore. We don't want anything to do with this guy anymore. But it was interesting to see how much fanfare went into putting it up there and then how little went into... Well, I was there for the game when they put it up. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. At the time, yeah. Yeah, at the time. (laughs) No, of course. I I know what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, at the time, uh, it's... One of those things where you're like, ooh. I'm uncomfortable now. But it's funny that nobody ever said, because as you suggested, when all those things went down around Alomar, that it just sort of went quiet. Yep. And and as I, it's not like uh, Dan and Buck or Dan and Joe Siddle, you know, who uh, said, Joe's- oh, and take a look at this. Yeah, no, never. And now, interesting, Joe Siddle, we, you and I have had different uh, differing opinions on the uh, electric approach to the microphone that Joe Siddle brings, <laughs> um, he's a bit he's a bit low key, but but he brings solid takes. Yep. And I think I look no further than he is on air with Dan Schulman in the uh, Sunday game against where it's at a crucial moment. It's it's yeah the Sunday game against Boston. It's two nothing. It's three nothing. Whatever it is, it's 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 tight. And Chapman comes to the plate. First base is open. And they're like, yeah, I would not pitch to him. Joe Siddle is saying right aloud, "Yep, I would put Chapman on, and I would take my chances with with Biggio, yep. a part time player yep. who hasn't played a lot lately." He's and he's saying it right out loud. Don't do this. If yep. I'm a, if I'm the Red Sox and Alex Cora, I am not pitching to Chapman. What happens? Wham. Off the bam! Oh, yeah, and you're like, Joe Siddle. And that's the beauty of, that's a good color guy 
And now clearly comes through. Now it, it doesn't hurt that Bo, I mean, um, Biggio came up and hit a double also right afterwards. Yeah. But it was great insight. Was a, into a, to me, catchers always like goalies in hockey, yep, right? They yep. make the best analysts. They make the best color guys. Yeah, I think we're in agreement here that this team just sort of is what it is. Maybe they'll win, you know, let's say they got 50 games left. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll win 30 of them. Maybe they'll win 21 of them. I, the, the I have record, no idea. The record prior to this, and they were 0-7 coming into the Red Sox series against the Red Sox. Yep. And they were 7-23 and against the East. So Yes. And so now, obviously, 10 and 23, but they're like 57 and 27 against right. the rest of baseball. But sometimes that's just crazy. Like, if you remember last year, they went two and seven or 17 and two against Boston, yeah. right? Was there any real. I thought it was 16 and three. Rhyme, yeah, fair enough. But any real rhyme or reason for that, or just sometimes baseball's fucking weird? I, yep. No, I, no. I, I it's know. absolutely. And it's, and it's luck. And you're talking about a Red Sox team that didn't have story at all. Like, yep. they, like they just were. And you're like, why is that team, you know, you got Yoshida, obviously, who we're like, Psh, the guy's hitting homers like crazy. Yeah, off just of, out of nowhere. Like, and he's nine for 12 and he's, he's got Mountcastle type numbers. Like, you know, Fuck like, that guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fuck that guy. And you're like, I don't know what's happening there. The guy's batting like 198 against the rest of the world. But. Yes. And you need to have like a voodoo doll or something, <laughs> like a, a Mountcastle when you're just like, the guy's like 11 for 12 with eight walks. <laughs> Anyways, it's crazy. And so I, I was coming out of the Baltimore series. I'm like, fuck this. Okay, these guys I fully believe will likely make the playoffs yeah. and get hosed in the first two games. Well, right now you're sitting in that third spot. You're probably going to get, what, Minnesota? Yeah, that's who's in That's who's in that third spot right now. So if you're going to finish in a wild card spot, take the third one and uh, and go play the Central Division winner and – yeah. I, one of the things that was interesting to me about the trade deadline was the Mets, who just spent <laughs> a metric shit ton of money in the last you know year or so, and went, you know, we're signing everybody. We don't care about your luxury tax. We're signing every, and now uh, we're trading everybody. Yeah, it went terribly. We're selling, and my favorite part about the whole thing was Max Scherzer going back to uh, or being sent to the Texas Rangers. And Justin Verlander being sent to the Houston Astros. There's a certain amount of, as a National League East team, being like, let's see what you guys do. We're going to send everybody we got to the AL West and just watch. And just, there's a certain amount of agent of chaos to yeah, that, right? Like, that's just the Rangers and the Astros are locked in this tight race for that division. Like, death spiral, they yeah, call it. You guys take Scherzer, you guys take Verlander, and let's just see. It was fun to see the Mets have to unload because fuck them. But to the fact that they launched these two killer pitchers into the same division race was fucking hilarious. Well, and Verlander, not it's almost, it's, It was almost like the Joker when he snaps the pool cue over his knee and hands one to each guy and forces him to fight to the death. That's what this is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and at this point, I put my money on Scherzer. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's when you start the season, your closer goes down from yeah. playing in the WBC, and you're like, and just bad karma, bad juju right from the start. Yep. In terms of what the Mets had going, and and yeah, as you said, as you suggest, dress spending like a drunken sailor, <laughs> and just going, yeah, money for you, money for you, who, whatever. Yep. We're open here. We're doing business, and so. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people who find that that's 
you know. It's funny though. It 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 always felt like in maybe more than any other sport, it would work in baseball because well, because of the one on one. Yes, individual. the teamwork nature of it is less than. We've watched this happen with the Padres. I've said for the last two years, I really want to watch the Pods. Like they seem like they're going to be a lot of fun, and it just hasn't worked. Well, the rotation looked good as it came through Toronto. The, the it, three they yeah, set up well, there. There's that, but like these teams that I want to see spend money, and I want to watch once they do it. It just hasn't worked. Well, the man. Mets took sort of a New York Rangers '90s NHL yes. approach, right? We're just going to start taking. Everybody. Val Kamensky, what do you got left? <laughs> Yager, Flurry, Lindros, yep. come on down, right? Yep. Like we're just going to take anybody we can get our hands on, and yeah, two pitchers over forty, and you've dealt them, yeah, within a year. So. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Fuck hands in the air, let me see you. Fuck you. Fuck hands in the air, let me see you. Fuck you. Now whatever. Yeah, I went down to the beach to see Kiki, and she was all like, eh, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's on my United States of whatever. As you point out, man, yeah, it's a three-beer show. I thought I might try and hide it, but nah, right there. This guy's had two weak pulls on the first two beers. This one yeah, tears you, right into. And you know what I attribute that to? Yeah. It's the can, man. Fucking New Ontario, get a better can. Okay. This is Nickel Brooks, Wicked Awesome, New England style IPA. Wicked Awesome. Fuck Wicked. you, Boston. Yeah, fuck you, Boston, for sure, man. <laughs> uh, 6.5 NEIPA, so uh, I've had it before. I find it delicious. Delightful. Yep. It's got a bit of that little citrus, mm. little citrus bouquet. Okay. But hoppy, a little bitter up front, so I like it. What do you got? This is the uh, Niagara Brewing Company. They're, uh, they're red. As you know, I, uh, I typically enjoy. I've never had anything from Niagara. Yeah. Uh, first pull on this. It's fairly mediocre, but. Uh, Bam! It'll Not do, gorgeous. It'll do the job. Coming in <laughs> yes. third place here yes. as we wind this one down. Look, uh, I, I guess we both go through phases. Perhaps you more strongly than I follow the NFL. I kind of check it out when it suits me. You seem to. I, I I wouldn't say you're a hardcore, but you're watching it maybe a little more regularly than I am. I'm intrigued though by this storyline this year of Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. And this is a guy who had sort of creeped his way out of Green Bay. <laughs> He'd sort of made himself fairly unpopular. He was having his... What was he calling his dark days or his blackout days? Yeah, or I don't know whatever. where he went to his, his it was dark a, it retreat. Was, it, it was a retreat. Yes. Yeah. It, was a, it was a darkness retreat. Darkness retreat was the term. And you're like, all right, you fucking freak. <laughs> you come out. <laughs> yeah. Fucking freak. <laughs> I like the emphasis, the double F's there. Yeah. And he'd come out and he'd come back and do the Pat McAfee show and say Pat some McAfee's dumb shit. also a bit of a fuck. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure in love with that, that guy. guy. Used to be part of the WWE team, man. I'll I know, say no more, did, man. Did, there did you, you miss go. SummerSlam this weekend? Did I miss it? Yeah. No, I didn't miss it oh. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar, great match. The rest of the card. Cody Rhodes, is, that, is he the same as uh, Glitter man. Star? Dusty. Who was, who was, yeah, Dusty Rhodes? Yeah, the American but, Dream. Dusty yeah. Rhodes. Yeah, and his son is... The American Nightmare. Yeah, okay, but... Cody Rhodes. Who was Glitter or Stardust or... Stardust was, uh... 
Gold Dust. Gold Dust was Dusty's oldest son, almost done as like a because Dusty worked for NWA WCW. So his son working for WWF was like, ah, look, you're going to be the gay guy. And okay. that was supposed to be a thing. Make fun of the old man. Basically, yeah. Yeah, all right. So anyway, yeah, Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. Awesome match. Um, Didn't miss it. Sorry. Yeah. I'll send you the link. <laughs> I know you'll I know you want to check I'll that I'll delete in. it. Okay. <laughs> How did we get on to this again? Where, where was I trying I to go? Oh, the, the darkness retreat. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know so, how you did that, but... He decides, I'm leaving Green Bay because everyone in Green Bay kind of hates me now. My teammates all hate me. I'm kind of a weirdo. And uh, I'm going to go play for the Jets because everybody loves the Jets. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah. So he makes his way in there. And ever since he's signed, he's been working really hard to try and rehabilitate his image. You've seen him rocking out at MSG during the Taylor Swift concert. You've seen him at the Tonys, seen him on Broadway showing up to different things, and he's got his own offensive coordinator from his last MVP season. That was the guy who head coached the Denver Broncos last year during Russell Wilson's maybe worst, not maybe, for sure, Russell Wilson's worst season ever. That guy got fired after 14 games. But Nathaniel, don't call me Jeff, hack it. That's right, man. So he's taken over as offensive coordinator for the Jets, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe that's how we're going to get Aaron Rodgers, who seems to be following the Brett Favre path from, yep. from Green Bay to the Jets. The Jets are sort of like the Islanders, right? That secondary team in New York that if you're a hardcore fan... You're all in on, but the rest of New York, New Jersey is sort of like, you're losers. I wonder what you think, if anything, the celebrity of Aaron Rodgers means to the New York Jets at 40 years old and a crazy-ass personality, what he might have left to give. Um, They won seven games last year with pretty brutal quarterbacking. It was Zach Wilson who was out there running that. He's going to be... He's going to be in line for a QB rating in the in the low seventies. Yeah, I, I'm just curious, man, because this has become a story, right? And I wonder, is it Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, that is the story, or Aaron Rodgers, the crazy ass celebrity, that is the story? Well, and the other things, that, and so you've got me mixed up with one of your other, you know, many guests. <laughs> uh, I am not a big NFL fan. No, I, I, Anyways, it's the NFL, but the you're NFL, more likely to flip it on casually yeah. than I am. And the NFL is like your neighbor who's always throwing the big shaker, and so sometimes it's it's like at a three volume, but mostly it's at about a six. I'm just trying to watch my Tiger Cats, and, 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 and you can't you can't help but notice them, right? Yes. It's always there, right? It's yep. like the elephant in the room. I, I'm not a huge NFL fan, but you can't help. But be aware of what's happening. I thought you were trying to get in on the LA Rams thing at one point. But I was. But I was pre-Super Bowl winning. Yeah. No, there's no accusations. I just. Yeah. Well, and Donaldson, I was a huge. He was. He's a stud. He's a beast. Yep. Um, And I like the move to the white. Not you, Josh. Yeah. Not you, Josh, at all. (laughs) I love the move to the to the white. The more sort of white, and they've got rid of sort of that bluish. But anyways, they they had made a nice move logo wise, and they were playing dynamic football prior to winning it, or at least going and losing to the Patriots in Super Bowl 847 
when they lost 11-3 or whatever the <laughs> fuck the score was, man. It was brutal. Yes. Um, and, and Aaron Rodgers is one of those things where I go, do I love that guy or do I fucking absolutely hate that guy? It, it's, it's sort of that, I'm not sure. I, well, I, New York will do that, right? <laughs> well, no, it, I'm talking about as a Packer. And you go, he is that, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Yep. Next gen, like everything that And flows. he's brought in his guys, right? Him and Hackett. Okay, who was my favorite left tackle? Well, they brought, in, they brought in Cobb, right? Yep, like in terms of they've, they've And they're still looking around for some receiving help. But a lot of the guys they've brought in this offseason have been his... Yeah, his guys, guys. He's been comfortable. He's going to run this offense. But but the reality is, it, he's whatever we think about him. And and I and I am totally. I do not go in for any athlete who wants to make it constantly about him. Right. And Brady falls into that too. At the even not even at the end of it. Just mm-hmm. are you playing or you're not playing? Shut up. Shut up. Make this happen or don't. Like, oh. Maybe I'm going to play. Maybe I'm not going to play. Stay tuned to my Instagram. I'm going to retire. I'm not going to retire. I'm going to unretire. I just, you know what, man? Nobody cares. Nobody really cares. Except a lot of people care. Except, well, if you're a hardcore Packers fan, and I understand, there's lots of them. Yeah. Not just in Wisconsin, but they are that one. Yeah, that is one of the tentpole franchises. And so I'm like, you know what? I personally, as a as a sports fan, a general sports fan, I don't want to. I don't care. Whatever, man. Go, go and eat bugs in Nepal, <laughs> and do whatever fucking works for you. I don't. I don't care. Come back and play. Peterson from Seinfeld. Or don't. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so, but the flip side is, if you if if there is this obviously insatiable demand for it. He's not doing it if people aren't going, yeah, what are you going to do? We can't wait to know. Well, so what do you make of the idea that Hard Knocks is in there now? Um, That is a show that NFL Films has the final say on, but there's criteria, right? No rookie head coaches. Yeah, there's four or five things that have to be fulfilled. Yeah, you haven't been in the playoffs for a bit, a couple of things. So you were looking at New Orleans, the Chicago Bears, uh, there was one or two others, and then the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers suddenly in there, and of course, a uh, Hard Knocks wanted the Jets at that point, right? It's a New York team with Aaron Rodgers suddenly in the middle of it, and they said up and down, the Jets, we don't want this, we're not doing it, yeah. we're, and eventually they were just, so, yeah, you fucking are, and guess what, you are. This is sort of where. Sports meets business, right? Sports meets broadcasting. Their coaches, their GMs, they didn't want it. And they said, well, yeah, it's going to be your show at this point. I'm I'm just sort of intrigued because I kind of think Aaron Rodgers is a douchebag. And so you couldn't have possibly put him under a bigger spotlight other than maybe the Giants, right? Like if we're talking about New York, obviously the Jets are the secondary team, the Mets to the Yankees in, in yeah, baseball. 100%. But I'm sort of intrigued by it, and I wonder how much is, like, we're seeing things because he'd sort of been accurately (laughs) reported to be a bit of a diva. Um, He's going around to training camp every day, uh, according to, you know, reporters out in New York and sitting 
at different tables every day, right? I'm going to get to know people. I'm going to know the defense. I'm going to know our special teams. I, I, I just, I, there's a part of me that's like, that is as fake as it could possibly well, fucking get. You were talking about all the places he was, the Met Gala yep. and the Taylor Swift and blah, blah, blah. The Tonys. And you're like, you know where he wasn't? At like half of their summer workouts or whatever where. Yeah. And, and as a, which he never went to in Green Bay. And Green Bay never went to. Apparently his attendance is up Correct. in New York. Correct. But not but perfect. That, that just adds to your. Yeah. I'm a New York celebrity now more than I'm a starting quarterback. But are you going to do it or are you not going to do yeah. it? And so to me, that's the thing is, do you, uh, don't wade into it. Right. Do it or don't do it. And so he does not have to be, now he was not stellar. He wasn't. No. Last year. No. And, and so when you look at like his QB it was in the ni- low 90s. Yep. So not not outstanding in any, but a huge upgrade. Now he gave back some money as well to try and leave them with some cap space. Like he reworked his contract here uh, to bring in some guys. I, yep. I, I don't know. I, that is a good, that, that is a plus in his, in his hat. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's a PR move. He if, doesn't need money. Like he does not need money. And, and I, I just wonder, they were a seven win team last year. You know, you, nine, ten wins. You look year, at you, you look think? at, and I was looking through it this morning, man, before coming over. Yeah, the, a lot of the predictions sort of have them in that nine point five win range over under, right? Yeah. In terms of the Bills are going to win that division. Well, and and you are talking about a division with a very much improved Miami Dolphins yeah, team, yeah. right? Depending on you know, obviously what happens with Tua's health and yep. and whatnot, but that that is they are punching up in a much better AFC East. So does this? As you've already said, as I've already said, you know, at times, you know, a, a good marquee matchup. I'll watch some NFL. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets do anything for you on Monday Night Football or any any like uh, more likelihood to watch it? I'm totally intrigued by the story. Yeah. Because to me, he doesn't have to be great. To me, I might be, for the first time ever, more interested in Hard Knocks, which I've never watched. I've never watched either. I, I might watch that more than I'd watch them on Monday Night Football. Well, and, and this is a team... We we talked about all the the guys they brought in Lazard and 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 Cobb and yep. and all the changes they've made on the offensive side, including Nathaniel Hackett. Yep, uh, they already had a top five D last year. That's it. And that's right? why they seem pretty willing to turn the offense completely over in to terms Hackett of points Rogers. allowed, yards yep. allowed. They yep. were a top five defense. So you have an elite defense core, and now so you don't need Rodgers to be MVP year kind of good. No, no, no. You just need him to be better than a game manager. And I, and I think he's, yeah, well, and he's totally, and he will be. he's totally up for that and, yep. and, and able to do that. And, and if the thumb is good and there was a thumb problem last year, right? So I, I, I think this has the ability to be that, you know, maybe they don't push the bills, but I think this is a, it's a great story. They are a 10, 11 win team. Yeah. I, I think now they also have, the sixth hardest schedule, I believe, in the NFL? Up until week 12, they have the hardest schedule. And then it sort of eases up. But yeah, it's going to be brutal for them to start. And so if you can kind of come out of that slightly above 500, like I, and then make hay the second half, I don't, but yeah, I think it's it's up until week 11 or 12, they have the hardest schedule in the league. So He just needs to be better than Trent Dilfer. <laughs> As we all do. Yes. I wake up in the morning and say... Today, I will be better. I will be better than Trent Dilfer. <laughs> I think that's it for this one, man. 
covered a, a lot of ground here. It's a bit of a marathon today. Honestly, man, we've we've uh, yeah, we've had a lot of things to catch up on, a lot of things to cover. Okay, and on this Nickelbrook, mm. so I've I've sort of bookended the day with I had the Winter Wizard and the Wicked Awesome, right? So one's the West Coast, yeah, and I much prefer the West Coast. Okay, the Winter Wizard. I'm it's because typically you're more of a northeast kind of guy. I yeah, thought. you know what? It depends on the day. I, I'm yeah. kind of leaning more towards the less citrusy. Okay. Um, this tastes a little boozy hmm. to me, which is strange to have it be this late in the in the, in the show. Yeah, usually you don't get the booziness. I'm I, boozed I'm, up enough. Yeah, but I'm liking the 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 sort of more hop forward, less citrusy at the moment. Right. That's kind of where I'm sitting, but. Yeah, the two Nickelbrook does good stuff too. Hundred percent. Yeah, but that's where that's where I'm at. Just a, just a, in a in a closing statement. Okay. Uh, I believe our buddy Chris Hoffley is going to be back in here this week. He's going to have to answer some questions on uh, <laughs> on what's going on here uh, with your Ottawa Red Blacks. But uh, we'll have a bunch of things to talk about with him. As I said, coming up in the next two. Weeks or so, all I kinds think. of 67s drafted too. Have you had them in since the uh, since the? No, since I don't draft? think I have. And I sent him a text late Sunday night saying, "Just we're sitting here trying to come up with things other than football to ask you." Yeah, <laughs> Pinelli, Muse are guys who are going to be drafted this year, I think. Right. Uh, anyways, that's to me. They have a, they're going they have some uh, an interesting young blue line too. So uh, these are things that Hoff can. All right. You can weigh in on. Yeah, for sure you can, man. The 67s, I think, are going to be good again this year. Uh, and uh, like I said, Dean Brown, in the next week or two, we asked him a bunch of stuff about your Ottawa Senators, so make sure you're sticking around for that. And uh, I may have to, before I peace out of here again, find a Leaf guest or two to uh, what? Toronto. Often have they signed Matthews and Nylander yet? Has that happened? Did As I- you know... Toronto often underrepresented in the sports media. It's yeah. it's tragic. It doesn't matter where you go, man. I, 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 I'm jonesing for more Leaf coverage. Of course. Uh, yeah, so far, no Leafs, hey, and, no and, Matthews, and you know what? no Just, just in, in yeah. departing, yeah. I love the traveling Blue Jay fan base. I hate the Toronto Maple Leaf traveling fan base. <laughs> <laughs> I had that conversation a couple of weeks ago with... Uh, with Brandon when he was on the podcast, Funhouse Mirror, Phil Kessel. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about, that was uh, the weekend that Blue Jays fans from Western Canada had invaded Seattle. Uh-huh. And uh, my my Ottawa sports Twitter feed was in love with it. Yeah. They're, I'm they're, in the, I'm strongly in that camp. They're less in love with it when... Uh, I'm strongly in that camp. <laughs> when the Leafs roll east here yeah. to Ottawa. So. I love, and I love the Boston, the Fenway faithful... They can't. That was a hell of a crowd the Jays had down there for. There were times when when the the Jays would, would I'd be have my back turned to the TV and and something would happen. You'd be, be a like a bit of a cheer and like who was you, that? you can't you can't tell really. You're like that's a large pop. Shout or, out to you, New Brunswick. Right, you're carrying your weight there. Well, and that's what they were. Uh, Dan was saying he's out and wandering around. And there's people from Niagara. There's people from New Brunswick, Nova Scotia. Yeah. So yeah, big Blue Jays crowd and the, and the Fenway crowd. Instead of trying to chant over them. Just booed them out. Just booed. Just booed, which... is also very Senators... Uh, yeah, well, if you can't... It, it, well, at least in the Senators games, it sounds a lot like it'll start out with something and then... Go! Go! Yeah, exactly. There's this sort of dog's breakfast of a chance. 
Uh, we'll wind this one down here. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And it's- if you haven't, sorry about that. <laughs> Three fingers in your bum. Tra la 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 la. It's a shore week. How could you not love it? Uh, we'll keep the good stuff coming for you. Rob's back in here next Monday morning with perhaps some bonus content as well to come. We're going to work on uh, on some of that. Great guests as well still here. So make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast app you're listening right now. Make sure you're sub... Uh, subscribe. I already did that. Make sure you're and, following. And, and he means great guests in addition to Rob. Right. Not just, not just Rob. Rob and not then just s- Rob's in. And then there'll be great guests. <laughs> then there'll be good people. Hang around through that. Uh, we're on social media. Reds and, and Blue Sky. These places. At Talk Can Audio. We are everywhere. Most of them are going to fail. It's a flaccid finish. <laughs> I'm spent, man. What do you want from me? Hurrah, my name's Matt. We'll see you next time. See ya. The car-